Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? Um, awesome, Dave. Thank you. I'm uh, excited for CryptoCast. Oh yeah, my God, so am I. And I feel like we've barely we're barely going to scratch the surface of crypto today. Um, we mm-hmm. could we could just do episode after episode, as far as I'm concerned, from what I've read so far. Um, I'm going to say the greatest dog of all time, fictional, real, anything. Oof. You know, it's hard to beat him. I yeah. can't think of any like yeah, I can't Lassie, think of any better dogs. Lassie's close, you know. In terms of like, yeah. especially when I was growing up, but crypto just takes a cake. Scooby Doo is close. Oh yeah, that's Scoob. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but something I do want to welcome you back to the show, and, and welcome to Legionnaires. It's been a little while since we've posted a Legion outpost, um, primarily because Signal mm-hmm. of Doom has kept me so busy, and we've also done a flashbacks. So for those Legionnaires who are interested in Adam the computer and myself, and why wouldn't you be? Um, we also do a flashbacks spin-off episodes on the regular signal feed. Um, so that's just an advertisement for that. But the big news, Adam, is whilst we've been away, I've worked out how to do my mixer. So let's just get a little sample of this. There's never a cop around when you need one. Exterminate! Exterminate! See, if you get the title Swinger, then you can't sit in the library all day. <laughs> Sammy Davis, obviously he's my number one go-to. You know, there's there's just oh, there's one more actually. Here, this one was that. Sorry, go ahead. What was that? Who was the first guy? Was that Heston? First guy was Heston. No, it was John Wayne. No, no. First guy was, was Heston that? saying, "There's never a cop around when you need one." Um, that okay. was Chuck Heston from uh, one of his movies, uh, I think Omega Man. And then there was um, the the Daleks from Doctor Who, Exterminate, Exterminate. Um, then we had Sammy talking about if you get the title Swinger, you can't sit in the library all day. And I've got one more queued up here. Just hold on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I had to... Autobots, <laughs> transform and roll out. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, you know that one. <laughs> and there's more to come as well. I mean, let's face it, I've been busy. You know what I'm saying? Like... I sat down, I've been meaning to do it since I bought this mixer probably a year, or not a year ago, but maybe, you know, half a year ago. I've been meaning to sit down. I sat down in front of YouTube and learned how to do it. Uh, and my life has, has changed for the better, really. Um, so I, I definitely will, I should find something from Legion, like the cartoon show, and make that a one-liner on it as well. You know, because yeah, that'd be cool. There's got to be audio clips from the Legion um, show on YouTube and stuff. So I'll, I'll that'll that'll be one of my um, that'll be one of my ones. Now, okay, so we had some news, some Legion news since we last <coughs> spoke. What's the what's the story on the actual ongoing? Have we got like any confirmation if it's you know going to come back and if Bendis is still writing? And has there been any confirmation on that stuff? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, so Bendis was doing the whole event Leviathan thing for the long time. I don't know if you remember that. He had like yeah, uh, sucked so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it, but I it wasn't great. It. And then it went away and died forever. Yeah. Um, there was supposed to be a book called Checkmate, but now he finally brought that back around, and he said recently, um, just like with Checkmate or Event Leviathan, Legion will be back. It's just going to take a little time. With him but I mean, it? what the hell? You know, he used to be so prolific. What's going on? Maybe they cut his pay, and so now he's like, "Well, I'm going to do two books." Maybe he's realised that he's run out of anything interesting to write about at all. 
Um, and he's just been recycling <laughs> the same fucking boring ideas for the last 10 years. Like, um, maybe someone's know. actually said to him, this storyline you've been telling in Legion really sucks, Bendis. Like, can you actually give us some <laughs> fucking action and, like, some actually plot progression? You know, so maybe someone said, if not for the art, I'd fucking just trash this whole fucking thing, Bendis. Like, you know, maybe he had a reality <laughs> check. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been the best of times. Um, mediocre would describe yeah, it. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, now he's on the Justice League, which right. I tried out that first issue, yeah. and it wasn't terrible. But I was just like, ah, I'm not gonna pay for this. Then I realized Naomi was coming onto the book, and I was just like, oh my fucking god! Like, you, you, how about when when they're yeah. talking? How about when they're talking? You know what? Really, I find it hilarious that Bender's made his reputation on dialogue. Because now his dialogue is so bad. Like, they were just going, oh, okay, but what about if we get more inclusive and maybe we've been too enclosed and maybe we should invite someone new like Naomi. And then someone else was like, oh, but the counterpoint to that is that we work really closely as a team because we know each other so well. And I was like, fuck, is this actual professional dialogue? Like, it's just so... Well, you know, David, um, really what you need to say, what you need to say is to stop a sentence stop a sentence and then continue from a few words from a few words back that's how <laughs> right nowadays. yeah i uh i hate because that's how people talk yeah yeah that's how it's yeah supposedly um yeah i don't know like bendis is just no longer i mean he was my guy like 15 years ago when i was reading new avengers and i thought he was fantastic and ultimate spider-man but the stuff he does these days, I, I honestly would prefer almost anyone else on legion like i want the legion book to continue i want you know a good writer can pick up where he left off, but I, I just don't see Bendis as the answer to the problems. Like, I don't see him bringing in hardly any new readers that, that are going to stick around for well, his Legion run. Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a while since we've had a fresh voice on the Legion, right? Because before him, it was Paul Levitz, who Paul Levitz had written the book already for hundreds sure. of issues or hundred yeah. issues. So it's like, now we get Bendis, who's kind of burnt out just because of that the end of his career yeah uh, before that we had john's which i liked john's stuff but it's like it's been 10 years since we've really had yeah anyone you know well i like jeff johns what jeff johns did but i wouldn't describe it as he did a lot i mean i've got the i've got the trades what yeah. i what he did i liked you know yeah like three trades is all he did and then yeah yeah, yeah i don't know like so so it sounds like know. Is you still, know is, he won't be forever so yeah, okay. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, they hand out these titles to fucking anybody these days. Like, it feels like some people who's with almost zero experience get DC titles. Uh, I, 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 I almost would just like someone fresh on, on, on Legion. Like, my God. You know, break away from the from the guys who churn out, like, three books a month. You know? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Or at least, like, switch them around, you know? Yeah. What's the... What's rotate. The, you pay more attention. I mean, obviously, I pay attention to what the Legionnaires say, but in terms of your wider Legion fandom, um, what's the con what's the consensus on Bendis? I think it's mostly bad. Um, yeah, good. You know, there's some people that are enjoying it. You know, you know, some people are more open to it and more willing to enjoy it. But you know, you also have the people that just aren't really open to. Sure. Anything that they're gonna try to do, you know, they're stuck uh, in. Yeah, like I think consensus is mostly kind of middle of the road to bad. Yeah, well, that I think that's fair. Like, I don't think that's an unfair assessment. Like, you know, I, I struggle to understand how 
in the current day, Bendis really still retains like a big fan base saying what he's doing right now is fantastic. Like what he did, you know, years and years ago. Yeah, I agree. As some excellent stuff, but I, I struggle to understand how he still has supporters. He has a lot of supporters inside the industry. If you've noticed, like he's one of those guys that no one ever talks badly about inside the industry because I guess he's a very powerful figure, but in terms of his output to, to like fans and readers, like, I mean, at times I just think, my God, anyone could have done this. Like, it's not, it's not good stuff. Like, it's, it's not even basic good storytelling anymore. To me, according to me, anyway. Like, I read twelve issues of Legion, and at the end of it, I was like, yeah, like I, I get more out of a two-parter, like we did this episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, and like you were saying, he has his roots in Marvel, where you know those are all of his his people, and then also. Um, he's in, he's from Portland, which I think is a pretty big uh, comic sure. book community. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a powerful. Yeah, he's a know, powerful entity. Like just you know, you know what I mean. It's yeah, like I mean, he, he he's powerful in like industry. indie stuff. I think. Yeah, he's powerful in the industry, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like on Legion Outpost, I'll say what I fucking feel about Bendis's run. Mediocre to bad. There you go, Bendis. Take that home. Um. Because when you're surrounded yeah, by... Yeah, I mean, I know. don't think he'll be around in, like, say, 10 years. I mean, look at, like, Marv Wolfman or, yeah. you know, Chuck Dixon, were like, the biggest writers at DC. Like, all these guys have a shelf time. Yes, that's true. It's true. And, um, you know, and, and and some of them have second, third acts. I'd say Bendis is on his second act. I, I'd say him going to DC was his second act, and unless he radically but he he won't he, he he's obviously very comfortable he creates these shitty characters like Naomi it somehow gets a TV show I don't understand how the fucking characters in Justice League like it's being forced down our throats by corporate you know what I mean like it's like it's almost got the corporate fucking DC stamp on it like approved by DC corporate like like this character I'm sorry I read the character well um I don't know about necessarily being forced by corporate so much as forced by um the speculators yeah, and in a lot of ways, the speculators will drive the market. So that Naomi book sold like a lot of copies and yeah, was going really. for like a hundred dollars on eBay because it's the new DC character by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I agree that I don't think she's successful enough to be that big of a deal. But yeah. you know, it's these speculators that go in and they're like, "Oh, the next big thing! Oh, the Batman who laughs! Oh, we have to buy all these copies, and they're going for hundreds of dollars on eBay or yeah, eBay. So we have to." So, you know, we have to create more stories with the Batman Who Laughs, and it's like, guys. Yeah, I will say this: I'm no Batman Who Laughs fan, but I guarantee that character will have a longer shelf life than Naomi. I I almost guarantee you, Naomi won't. Will will do like barely last a season on TV. It will sink into the abyss. It's just not a good character, and I don't like Batman Who Laughs. But that character had a little bit more pop, as you say. Speculators helped it. The fact somehow that Justice League yeah. title kept selling. I, I, I mean, I don't like the character at all. But um, I, I think Naomi's barely a blip. I'm surprised uh, she got a TV show, really, you know. Um, well, I mean, uh, that miniseries did really well. Um, okay. Do you think it'll stick around? Just, Do you think in 10 years' time... had other commitments. Do you think in 10 years' time we'll be talking about I think, Naomi? I don't know about that, no. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, so what other news have we got? So, so okay, the jury's still out on Bendis, mediocre yeah. or bad, but what what else have we got, uh, Adam? Because I know you had some news here. Yeah, we had a few things. Some of them just speculation that we can just breeze over. But oh, um, on, the yeah. first one is, uh, so there's a character on the Supergirl TV show mm-hmm. 
who is the dreamer or dream girl of that show. Dream girl. Um, dream girl. Well, like, kind of. She's, dream. she's not really. She's. Oh. She's like a 20th century version of Dream Girl. So oh. her name's Neonal, and then the Dream Girl from the Legion is called Neuronal. But oh. she's played by a, a transgender actress, and right. I, I don't know if the character's transgender. I assume she is. I would say But so. basically, she's going to be making her DC Comics debut, um, really? and is going to be written by the actress. So, I, you know, I what? just thought that might be notable. I don't know. Written by the actress, yeah. did you say? Did you say written by the yeah, actress? Yeah, the actress that plays the character. Are you for fucking mm-hmm. real? Like, the actress that plays I mean, the character is a... now... <laughs> I mean, where's Michael well, Keaton's Batman uh, yeah. book? Where's Michael Keaton's Batman book? Where, where's Val Kilmer going to do one? <laughs> yeah. Like, like really? Like, well, that seems it's weird. it's just like an eight-pager, I think, in a larger okay. one-shot. Well, I mean, okay. But yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Like, why did they have to take my favorite fucking character, Dream Girl? Why did that have to be the one? You know, that they had to, like, make the transgender, <laughs> like, fuck. Like, I don't care about a pink transgender. Oh, cool. But of course it had to be my favorite character, Dream Girl. You know what I mean? Like, who, well, I, you know, flat that, out. That was my point, it. though, is, though, that it's not necessarily the same character. Right. I don't know how much, like, right. how much ties she even has to the Legion in the show. But, you know, going forward in the comics, maybe she'll become a character that we see around. But, yeah. So she's um, not from I'm the not future. That interested. She's not from the future. She's from the no. 21st century. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't believe she's. But I watch the show. But, but yeah, surely she's going to have some because yeah. I don't really like when they take things that are on the TV show and put it in the comics because no. usually it's not good. Usually well. it sucks. There are, I mean, let's face it. Jimmy Olsen came from, I believe, TV, and they, they, sometimes it works. But, but um, yeah. I look. I mean, I don't really care. Harley. I guess it's yeah. Harley, great example. I mean, it it, it can happen. This feels to me more like a sort of PC, sort of pandering kind of move. Like, um, you know, Supergirl's on its last leg, so they're going to go out with some PC points. Um, to me, that's what it seems like. You know? Yeah, she's been around for a little while, but yeah, this book's like for their Pride Month special. I don't like, mind it. Uh, I don't mind it. I, I, Midnighter, I, I, Apollo. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else is gay or transgender in DC? Alan Stewart. Alan Scott, sorry, now. Yeah? Yeah, I think he might have a story in there. Uh, Batwoman. Uh, uh, Harley sure Quinn. Harley Quinn's bisexual. So it's Poison Ivy. Yeah, I think she has a story with uh, with her and Ivy maybe are yeah. in it. Well, that's fair enough. Look, I'm, you know, Signal runs a very uh, question. pro. Yeah, sorry. Question? Is Question gay? Really? Renee Montoya. Question. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking of the original guy. I was like, oh, I have no idea what the original guy was. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't remember him having... Oh, he did have a girlfriend, <laughs> actually, in the... At the start of the run, but he was kind of a prick to her. Um, yeah, Renee Montoya's uh, lesbian from from memory. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So all those plus that new Flash from the future state, I guess, uh, are in it. So does Ezra Miller get to write one? I mean, he's whatever you call it, like gender fluid or something. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. But he, he won't. Uh, no, I don't think he's. In it. He's not. He's not. Gay. Have you seen all the memes about how Ezra Miller runs as Flash? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that it, it was worse in the the original cut. Yeah, but yeah, and this new one it definitely looks a little silly too. There's a stupid one where he's doing like a yoga pose, which was really bad. Um, yeah, yeah, I could have done without that. I, to be fair, I 
actually he grew on me during the four hour marathon of Justice League. By the end of it, I was like, actually, I don't mind him so much. You know, but his performance, like. I mean, I feel like his performance is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but maybe he just him. grew on me, though. Yeah. Like, at the start of it, I was like, oh, my God, he's yeah. so annoying. By the end of it, I was kind, kind of warm to him a little bit. That can happen sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, cough syrup. You know, you, yeah. you have to take it enough that you start not minding. Yeah, yeah. I don't love you it. Know, I'm not, I, I'm, I think yeah. he's yeah. – uh, it was a weird choice, you yes. know, to go with what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't love it, like, you know, him being kind of, like, goofy. Yeah, know? no, he's super I would goofy. prefer, you know, it's a more of a Wally thing, but, um, yeah, yeah, I don't but, hate it. But they've so mangled what Wally West characterization is and what Barry Allen's characterization is in live action now. Like, they've so merged the two, I think, you know? Like, you know, the Wally yeah, in, right. the, the, you know, you know what I mean? Like, the Wally in the comics... I think at times is very much kind of their version of the Barry Allen. Like sort of what I mean is they take Wally West's, some of his characterizations and apply them to Barry Allen in the live action now. They do it all the time to sort of try to sort of make him more youthful and stuff. Um, Probably because Barry's so boring. Yeah. It kind of makes sense for speedsters to be like more like fun-loving, I guess, you know? Yeah, like, um, yeah, exactly, because Wally with his fucking crew card and his, like, boring... uh, Sorry, Barry with his crew card and his boring attitude to life, like, I'm just a police scientist, you know, like, um, here's a flash fact. (laughs) It's like, no thanks. No thank you to that character. You know, that's a very (laughs) bland character. Um, I've got a question. In Justice League animated show, the one that came out of Batman, who was the flash in that? Was that Barry or Wally? So, yes, so Wally was the Flash in Justice League, which actually makes sense because that was very much his character. Uh, So, okay, so we've got this dreamer coming out, um, (laughs) no pun intended, um, in, um, in, what what is it? The Supergirl TV show, is that right? She's in the Supergirl TV show now, but she's going to be debuting in the comic books. Oh, I see. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, okay, so you missed the... Gotcha. I didn't realise that she was actually going to have... Oh, that's right, because the actress is writing her, which I still find hilarious. Um, yeah. Has the actress got any experience <laughs> in writing comics at all, or is it just like, you know, ghost-ridden by fucking Marv Wolfman or someone? Like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'd say probably not. I know they're also having a new Batwing story being the guy that plays the Batwing actor in uh, Batwoman. So it's, it's, I think it's just something they're doing. Jesus, that character <laughs> Batwing sucks so hard. Like, um, yeah, I hate I hate that character. Um, all right, so what else have we got? Uh, Supergirl is rumored to lead the Legion of DCE's Legion of Superheroes. Is this is this in what is this in? Is this in the movies or what? Yeah, so this isn't really that credible of a rumor, but I thought I'd mention it just because it's cool to get some movie rumors for DC or for the Legion. Yeah. Um, so you remember the Hispanic Supergirl that you were confused about being cast? Likely. She's yes. being cast for the movies, and right. then this site ran a rumor that she's going to lead the Legion, which I think would be a good idea because it would do something to kind of stand out from yeah. Superman, where it's like if you're going to yeah. do a Supergirl movie, how much different is that going to be than a Superman movie? You totally know. agree. I, so. I think you could replace uh, how Superboy was originally with the Legion with Supergirl. You know what I mean? Yeah. So instead it. of having, yeah. I mean, obviously my preference, you know my preference would be to have a young Clark Kent, 
but they never want to do that. So mm-hmm. just make it Supergirl, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and keep everything else the same. Like, you know, she becomes like a founding member or, or a very early member or whatever, you know. Um, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, the rumor is completely unsubstantiated, but... Yeah, well... There was a similar rumor back when the Guardians of the Galaxy came out, the movie, mm-hmm. that the uh, DC wanted to do a Legion movie. So it's always a little bit of excitement when, you know, yeah. these... Bullshit rumors pop up, but I, I I actually think a, Le- a Legion movie could be really good. I, I actually would. I, I I'd love to see a proper Legion movie done well. You know, I I think that the 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 sort of structure is there and the technology is there that you could do a really fantastic Legion movie. Um, I wish DC would have enough balls to do that. You know, Warner's. Yeah, I would too. Um... You know, I think it would be one where, you know, you could go with, like, 20-year-olds or whatever, um, and you would bring in, like, the younger crowd, and then, yeah. you know, the, you still get the superhero crowd. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. If they can do a fucking Guardians movie, which is based on just D-E-grade characters they, they, they made well, Legion, like Green Lantern, has so much of a good core storyline to it that you could do it i think they got burnt so heavily by green lantern but that was like 10 years ago you know you've got to sometimes take your lumps and move on yeah well it sounds like they're coming back around on him yeah. with the tv show and then um yeah. you know they have like zatanna in the works so it yeah. sounds like they're starting to be willing to take some chances good i look forward to it uh then we had superboy and the legion of superheroes magazine issue was being released as a hardcover this storyline confused me so much, um, but you were you were I know, saying I don't understand. I, I I so you were saying that like back in the day, this issue for some reason was magazine size. Is that right? Yeah, it's like uh, I think they called it like tabloid size. Maybe. Why was a random but, uh, comic a tabloid size? I don't understand. Well, they they would do this where they release like an oversight. Like they have. Um, have you read uh, Superman fights Spider-Man, like those old ones? I know of it. I haven't read it, but I, I know of it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, those are, they were released in this larger format comic book where they were oh. like, you know. Bigger. Like a, like a, like yeah. a newspaper? So how how this... big? Like a newspaper size or or like a, just a magazine? Um, like, you know, <laughs> was like, like a Playboy size like, or what? You know, a large magazine. Right. Like, I guess like a, a folded up newspaper would be like this. Like Savage Shot of Conan was? Back it wouldn't in the be day? like. Like that size? Uh, I Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like that. Okay, so bigger than a normal comic, but smaller than a newspaper. Okay, right. So. Right, yeah. Okay, so this, for some reason, this random issue got published like that. And they're now going to do just well, one issue. No, as a DC hardcover? had a whole series where they would, you know, they had a whole series where they would have these oversized issues and they would right. kind of switch out. Like there'd be a Superman one and then there'd be a Batman one. Wow. A lot of times they'd be re- reprints. But oh, um, right. for this one, it was a Legion story and it was the wedding of Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl. So I think they were trying to give it oh. some special treatment. Right. So. I mean, I'm so sorry to sound so stupid, but I mean, I wasn't around in 1970 fucking one or whatever. Like, so <laughs> no, when, when 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 this issue came out, did it also come out the normal small size or just the big size? Nope, just the, just big, the size. big size, and so, that makes but, it kind of hard to find for yeah, collectors. That'd be a real collector's item, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is people have trouble finding it, so it's kind of nice that they're redoing it. Yeah. Um, and in this case, they're doing it as a hardcover, but it'll probably just be you know however many pages that was, and that's the only thing that's going to be collected in it. Oh. Um, Will you buy this? Yeah. So it's kind of like how Marvel does the uh, uh, they do they do the reprints, but they like reprint it with all the ads and stuff. Yeah, the facsimile like edition, an exact replica. The facility. Yeah, facsimile. So that's probably what this will be. Only it's a hardcover. And will I probably you buy, won't it? buy it. I think it's like fifty bucks. So will you get probably it not. or not? Huh? I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, fifty bucks. It's, seems uh, like a you know. What's that? I was saying fifty bucks seems like a ripoff to me. Yeah, it was like forty or fifty. I, you know, I would be able to get it for a discount, but I like already have the issue. Yeah. But on the other hand, it would be nice to support the Legion, so that maybe they would reprint other stuff, and then you would finally get your other hardcover to fill yeah, in your gap. Exactly. Um, but so, you know, what period know. is this? What period is is this issue that we're talking about? Micro. Is, micro. So, is this covered in any of the hardcovers that have come out so far? Or not? <clears throat> I think it's in. Uh, I think it might be in Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes Volume One. Okay. I think it has the same cover as this issue. In which case, I've got it then, so I won't buy it again. Okay, right, all right. But but nonetheless, yeah. I think it's an interesting thing for them to do, and I think for the hardcore fans out there, it's actually a really nice thing that they're doing. You know? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I think a lot of fans will be picking it up and are excited about it. So hopefully they don't need my money and they'll take the message that we want more Legion. Definitely. Um, yeah, give me that. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Yordi, Um Give me that uh, that hardcover that collects the gap, please. You know, and do it now. Yeah. Because um, you know I can't stand that kind of stuff. Now you had an update on Young Justice season four, really. Yeah, so the only reason I'm, that's notable is if you watched season three, which I don't think you have. No, but I wouldn't mind watching it. Uh, I've got it on um, HBO Max, and it's definitely in my queue. Um, have you seen season one and two? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, so season three takes a bit of a departure, and it kind of focuses more on the Outsiders characters. Love the Outsiders, my first that. comic of all time, Batman and the Outsiders. Oh, there we go. Is Metamorpho Olympics, in it? Right? 1984 Olympics. Yeah, that's it. What's Met- that? Is Metamorpho in it? He better be. Uh, he's not one of the, like, so they, they have a new group of teens that are, like, oh, Outsiders characters. But me. I think Metamorpho might be in it, but he's not among that group. Well, I'm not like happy. He's, older. he's already Dave, been in the show. Dave's not yeah. happy. Metamorpho, give me more Metamorpho. Yeah. The Element Man. <laughs> he's so yeah. crazy, Metamorpho. But anyway, <laughs> I yeah, I dig him. I like awesome. his design. Awesome. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the point is that the last episode of Young Justice season three teased the Legion. Oh, cool. So that means season four of Young Justice will probably feature the Legion pretty heavily. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh-huh. you, you'd be pumped for that, wouldn't you? Uh, hell yes, I will be. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, yeah, no, I, I watched season one and two back in the day, loved them, actually, mm-hmm. thought it was an excellent show, um, and, like, one of, my, one of my favourite animated shows that not that isn't just Batman, the animated series, or Just League, you know, it's probably just a rung under that, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the fact I've, I've actually wanted to watch the one about the outsiders cause I love the outsiders so much, a bit disappointed to hear metamorphos not getting a big run. 
Um, but there was a lot of cool characters yeah. in The Outsiders. There was, like, Katana. Um, there was Batman. I don't think she's in it. Oh, Jesus he's, Christ. He's not in them. Well, anyway. <laughs> I, it's mostly Geoforce and Halo okay. and um, well, Black like Lightning's, that. like, their leader. And then there's, like, two other ones. That's all right, though. See, I, I'm okay. I was about to say Black Lightning, Geoforce, and Halo were my other favorites as well. Yeah. I liked all go. The Outsiders. I've got all three volumes of Batman and The Outsiders, um, actually, uh, that Mike Barr, I believe, did. And he did it with Jim Apero for a, for a long time, too. And Alan Davis, which I love. Alan Davis. You yeah, know, it's a good series, man. Like, um, it's got a great uh, cover where Batman leaves the Justice League at the start, and then there's mm-hmm. one at the end where Batman leaves The Outsiders. It's pretty cool. Yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, he, I like how he, he got the shits with... Um, with the Justice League and just left. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Batman yep. is out. <laughs> Maybe it's you, though, Batman, considering you yeah. also left the Outsiders after, like, know. you know, 30 issues. Yeah, I know. He just kind of, like, got <laughs> pissed off and stuff. But, no, they're a good they're a good group. I, no, I definitely watched it. Have you seen Season 3? Have you watched it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I don't think, like, Rich would like it because there's definitely, like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the word for it is, but PC culture. subject matter that he wouldn't like. Yeah, but but Rich doesn't like much. We've established this on many many episodes of the Signal. Like <laughs> I, I say to him, I, I say you're a very very hard man to please, Richard. <laughs> you know, especially when he's in the mood. You know what I'm saying? When he when he, when he's in the mood, um, good luck Hollywood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet he'll like Invincible, though. I know he's an Invincible fan of that show. I thought it was pretty good. I really... I want to say this. I said it on regular Signal, but I'll say it on Legion Outpost for the Legionnaires. I thought Invincible was fantastic, those opening episodes. It felt like the comic. I said to Michelle, this actually feels like the comic book, you know, come to life on screen. It does. You know, they made some adaptions, you know, move things around. Sure. Um, but you know, it's it looks like the show. It yeah. sounds like the show. Um, uh, you know, some of the pages are torn right out from the comic. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, it was it was excellent. I I really really enjoyed it. Um, and it left me so. I watched all three episodes one afternoon after tennis, and I I honestly, it's been a long time. I think since I've been so hooked on anything, especially animated. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it, it really whet my appetite for it. Um, yeah, dude, and you know what's crazy is it's like 42-minute runtime when you check it, and then when you watch it, it's pretty much a 42-minute show. Like, good. when you watch the Disney shows that have been coming out, it's like 20 minutes of shows and 7 minutes of credits, so it's nice having like something, that. like, substantial. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, look, I, I, I'd recommend it to people. And I think what a what a win for Kirkman. Coming off Walking Dead, he, he moved all his projects to Amazon, and yeah. obviously, this is he must have had heavy creative control because they've really, so far the three episodes have really done credit to a really excellent comic mm-hmm. book. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it lasts. I hope it finds an audience. You never know with these things. Um, yeah, me too. Um, it's by you know animation. I feel like doesn't normally go over that well here in the U.S. at least. Right. So that's what has me worried. But uh, Seth Rogen's involved with the production. Yes. Him yes. and like. Evan Goldberg, yes. and they did the yes. Boys Show, which was a big hit. And Preacher. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's as successful. I guess that's no. why I didn't mention. Yeah, but, I'm just, but they do have their hand in those things quite a bit. Um, they've obviously got some money to spend. Sure. Um, yeah. No, oh look, yeah. I'm, My uh, point is how how wildly popular the Boys has been, though. Yes. So hopefully they can spin that into popularity here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're excellent show. 
Well, I mean, I think that covers us for Legion News. Um, there mm-hmm. hasn't been a ton of it. We've sort of made the most of what we've got. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess maybe one last thing yeah. to tie in with the trailer that just came out. Uh, the Suicide Squad trailer has a character called the Detachable Kid. Right. Played by Nathan Fillion. I don't know if you have heard about this, but no. basically he is a kind of riff on a Legion character called Arm Fall Off Boy. So it'll be interesting to see if they <laughs> wink at that or not. That's you know, funny. Really? So, yeah. So just like a joke character, basically. Yeah, like he's uh, one of the tryouts of the Legion at one point that have like ridiculous powers or whatever. I saw... He can detach his arm and use it to beat people with, with his other arm. <laughs> right. I saw that Stario was in it. A very odd-looking yeah. Stario. Um, what did you think of the trailer? Rich was very much against it. I thought it was fun, but I mean, it did look very jokey-jokey. Um, I, first off, I thought Starro looked like he was ripped right out of the pages of that Justice League story. Um, yeah. You know, he looks less like the Morrison one that was more, like, realistic, but I kind of like the goofy yeah, looking. Yeah, no, um, I, I thought it was crazy that he was there. I thought, wow, they're doing Starro, but I wonder if they're just going to play him for laughs, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the big bad. I really? mean, if you remember, like, uh, set picks coming out, they had the Starros on, like, people's faces. Yes. So. I could, that should be cool. But um, as far as... I thought it looked pretty good, but I think that the James Gunn humor, when you take it out of context sometimes, can yeah. be kind of, like, cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that would be for... my thing. Like, the thing where Harley escapes from that building, and they're like, we're going in to save you. Yeah. And then she's like, and no coffin, or we're going to blow your head up, or whatever. And he's like, we're not going to blow up your head up for that, but that doesn't give you an excuse to cough. It's like I thought that was all it's right. this kind of humor translated to the Suicide Squad going to work. Yeah, well, Rich will tell you no. Rich was very much against it on the signal. Um, That's surprising to me, you know. He really it, James Gunn is a huge fan of the Ostander fan and or Ostander run, and I thought Rich was a huge fan as well. Yeah, yeah, but like I say, uh, sometimes with Rich, you never know what's going to happen there in terms of the opinions, like. He come he comes in pretty hot, and he came in real hot on the signal. Uh, but but I mean I, I I liked it. I just I just the only question mark I had was, are we going really jokey, or is the trailer just giving me a lot of the jokes? You know. You know I think they want to cash in on the jokes because of the popularity of Guardians, and I think it's yeah. going to have the trademark James Gunn humor, but it's also going to have like violence and. Good. Uh, I mean, you, you saw in the trailer that King Shark. Yeah. Played by Sylvester Stallone. Is it really? I somebody in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Sylvester Stallone is the voice. I did not know that. Wow. Mm. Sly. Yeah. And Sly Why? was in um, Guardians 2, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Had a small yeah. role. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I, I saw Michael Rooker is in it as well. Yeah, as. Uh, what's that guy's name? I don't the know. Gail Simone character from Birds of Prey. Right, yeah, I, I I forget what the character was, but he wasn't it. Yeah, no, I I mean I'm looking forward to it, and it has HBO Max same day release, as well, yeah. coming out in August. I mean, right now, I mean it, it's James Gunn who's had great success with the comic book movies, and I love the Suicide Squad, so I don't really see any reason to not be excited, for me, you know, yeah, personally. No, for sure, yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, let's move into our comics now. Just to cover some of the comics, we're doing a couple of... Um, I finally got my way. We're doing a, a couple of crypto issues <laughs> with Superboy. Um, mm-hmm. We're also doing the first uh, Fatal Five uh, issues, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then Scooby-Doo meets the Legion. So shall we start off with the classic crypto issues? 
Yeah, that would be for the listeners. Adventure Comics. Um, 210. 210, yeah. And oh, then the yeah. next one is Superboy 109. Now, I want to take us through this first one. This is the yeah. origin in 1955 of Crypto. This is the first appearance, am I right in saying? Yep, before the Legion oh, yes. appeared and I think before Supergirl appeared. Well, okay, rightly so. Um, so these are the days, like, Classic Superboy in the front cover. Oh, no, Crypto thinks I'm playing a game with him. He's fetching back the safe I just left at Town Hall. And he got Crypto in one of his most lovable depictions, kind of more of a mutt. Um, yeah. And he's, he's carrying it in his mouth. And um, it's just so... I don't really like the fleshy bits on his face. You don't yeah. like, yeah. Well, they get rid of them later on. But, like, yeah. this is the first Crypto sort of appearance. And... Yeah. Um, this, I mean, this is just a great storyline. So it starts out first page. It's got Crypto carrying a green car, which is is that almost like a riff on the, um, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Crypto, you'll simply have to stop fetching me all these uh, gifts. I'll pat you on the head anyhow. And Crypto is just like at the start, he gets captured by the dog catcher, <laughs> and he like the way he jumps into the to the thing, like he's so eager. But then the next paddle, he just jumps out and rips out the dog. Yeah. Um, crypto is so lovable in this issue, but he's he's quite a naughty boy. Um, he just doesn't understand what you know. He doesn't understand what's right and wrong, kind of thing. He frees yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, he's just, just like my dog. You know? Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just like a normal dog. Like he's just like a naughty puppy. And they've got like crypto. Like um, there are some bank robbers, and they, they blast that stray mongrel, shoot him, and then they try to shoot him, and all the bullets bounce off. <laughs> well, why like why were they shooting at him anyway? That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Because I think they thought Crypto was going to come and get them. Like, if you look at Crypto uh, there, yeah. he's kind of barreling towards the guy in the green hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. My only comment was, like, these gangsters are, like, really cruel for <laughs> attacking a dog. But I yeah. guess if he was coming at them. And Superboy's like, am I dreaming? The bullets are bouncing off that dog. Just they bounce off me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Superboy actually deflects one of the bullets with his hand to knock the gun out of the guy's hand. Then crypto's, yeah, cool. then crypto's eating the gun. Um, he's chewing down one crook steel gun, like a tasty dog biscuit. And yeah, it really is like a very early depiction of crypto, which you don't ever see now with like the massive pink fleshy mouth or yeah. snout, I guess you would have to say. Um, and then he can fly, which is which is awesome. Like, because um, Superboy's trying to catch him and he's, and he's going, yip, 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 yip. And then he, he flies away. And so it's like, okay, this dog can basically do anything. Then he's, he's like, playing with Superboy um, with his super intelligence. For a dog, that is, he sensed how puzzled I am. Now he's leading me somewhere. And it's got, like, for some reason, like, yip, yip, yip is his noise. <laughs> like, it's got him it's got him flying yeah. over the trees. It's awesome. I, I mean, I, I just love it. But then, then we get, actually, that's right, he takes, Crypto takes him to a deserted field where a space rocket has just crashed. Um, so Crypto's only been on Earth very briefly. And it's written in the language of Krypton, the world of my birth. It tells how years ago, before Krypton blew up, scientists experiment with rockets, hoping to achieve a workable spaceship. And then they realise that in, in a big retcon, they realize, he realises that Crypto was the pup that Superboy played with as a, as a little you know infant mm-hmm. um, and that Jor-El put it into space. So then he finds out, oh, this is actually my dog, Crypto. And now they've been reunited, which is nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that. And I didn't realise that. I, 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 I had no idea that, like, 
back in the days of um, Krypton that Superboy actually had a dog called Crypto. And, you know, like, they've been reunited here. So that was, that was nice. And, He's a cute puppy. And I'll say this. Um, yeah. Well, first off, this is by Otto Bender and Kurt Swan. Yeah. And I wanted to just say that uh, Kurt Swan does a pretty good job drawing dogs. They're not no, that easy to draw. No, he definitely does a good job. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Crypto's a bit of a bad boy. They fly up in the air. There's a plane. And Crypto just tears out a chunk out of the wing. <laughs> it's like Crypto's just got no idea what he's doing in these <laughs> like and and then um and then so Superboy freezes him and I want to draw your attention to page it's page uh eight and if you look on the top right hand panel when Superboy uses ventriloquism to make him go away look how Crypto's like running through the air how he's flying he's like scooting his butt <laughs> he's like scooting he's his on butt the ground like a dog does and then so Superboy manages to, with his heat vision, put the bit of the plane back on. But he's like, what you need is a super doghouse. Attaboy, Crypto, help me out. But bring me some big ones next time, not these pebbles. And then he chains him up. But he even says, like, he'll be able to break this chain. But these old yeah. bones I collected ought to keep him happy for a while. Um, but it doesn't work because Crypto's very shortly out again, bringing, like, steel girders and fucking Lana Lang... Like constantly on fucking Superboy's case. Oh, you forgot. Uh, yeah. He's also giving him a, a lava bath. Oh yeah, funny. that's right. He's giving lava bath. Yeah, he's like so powerful, Crypto. Like it's just like Jesus Christ. Like they're they're really maxing his power out in this issue. Lana you know, Lang- I'm surprised they just didn't give up on you know Superboy and Superman as you know as a concept after a Superdog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we've done it, guys. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is Crypto. At least in this early issue, he's kind of got no idea of his own strength levels. Like, he's just kind of like... I mean, he bites a thing out of a plane. He's got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, he's racing a meteor uh, in the next page after Lana Lang's just, as always, trying to bust Superboy... Or bust Clark for being yeah. Superboy. And then, a punk. Yeah, and... Yeah, but Crypto's, like, chasing a fucking comet. Uh, how about this cat he's after? Like, you know... I'm how, worried about that cat. Yeah, how fast would this cat have to be? Because it goes through the, like, the little hole, and Crypto just tears through the wall after it. I, I, you know, that cat might be toast. I'd say. Um, yeah, I mean, Crypto had to have been faster than the cat. I feel like so. Yeah. <laughs> Look on page um, eleven where Superboy is like, "You're really in the doghouse with me, Crypto." Look at Crypto's expression. <laughs> He's like changed color. He's like pink. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of super fun, you are turning out to be super trouble for me, especially by giving away my identity to Lana Lang. Like, fucking Lana Lang. And then, of course, he tricks her because he gives the cape. He gives the cape to Crypto, his cape. And then he, when when mm-hmm. she's like hassling him, she he he's like showing the like the you know all this bullshit about how he was carrying this girder which was lighter. And then he's like, if, if I'm Superboy, can't he inform me? Who is that flying over town right now? And it's Crypto and the Cape. But, like, she doesn't realise that. So, for once again, she's, like, you know, thwarted in her attempts. Um, what's hilarious is that, like, she's so fucking persistent, but she's also actually right. That's what's funny to me. But she's also so, like, ready to just dismiss it and yes. all. Like, this, she does this every issue, and yeah. yet she, like, dismisses all that previous evidence. Yeah, yeah, she does. And then, But then next issue, she's back on the fucking case again. Like, yeah. she's, <laughs> like she's solving a fucking murder. Like, um, yeah, and that basically is... But then, uh, then uh, I found this interesting. 
So he was going to chain crypto up again. Um, but still, crypto, much as I love you, you spell trouble rather than fun for me. I wish I knew what to do with you. I'll have to sleep on it. And he's like carrying him by the ear, if you notice. And um, but then I think he's he... got him by like the scruff of his back. Oh, okay. But then you come back and he's and crypto's gone into space. He's like, after all, like any frisky dog, he wants to roam the universe. A mere backyard to him. Well, considering he was such a big brother, I'm I'm glad he's gone. And it's like, are you Superboy? Uh, crypto, my pal, gulp, the only dog of my own ever had. Maybe he'll come back just once in a while, j- j- just to say hello. <laughs> Poor Superboy. <laughs> I mean, what a read. Uh, just to it go... was a really good story, actually. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, just to go. I love that to about him going off to the giant backyard of space. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've seen in other issues that crypto does his own thing. Like there was one issue where he was just like roaming around in space, and Superboy called him, and then he comes. You know, yeah, it's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy, and you know, he's he does his own stuff. Like, I mean, he's very much, you know, like he's the greatest dog of all time, and, and, and it's great to know that he um. He starts so strongly. Like, what an, what an origin. I mean, can you imagine how popular he would have been with the kids when this first came out? Yeah, I wonder how uh, quickly they brought him back. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I would say very, pretty quickly, you know? Back in these early yeah. days, I, I bet you within about five or six issues he was back in because what kid in 1955 who's a Superboy fan isn't going to love crypto, you know? Yeah, I mean, we saw in uh, the second story we're about to read that fans this other dog character yeah. got brought back from like, uh, letters being written in yeah looks like he was back four issues later for adventure comics 214 well there we go and we can cover yeah. that at a later date and i'm not surprised uh, am i the only one who finds the crypto storylines a lot more interesting than solo superboy you know <laughs> when, when, when you team uh, up yeah crypto, i mean i guess so when you team up crypto with superboy it's just it's just heaven now, yeah. do you want to take us through the, the Swifty issue? Because I, I like this one as well. Yeah, well, I'm curious, though. What do you rate that first one? Oh, 9.5. Easy. Okay, yeah. I was going to say 8.5, which I feel like yeah. is pretty good. But, uh, yeah, great great yeah, issue. 9.5. I, I, I'm always impressed when a, a character, or in this case, dog, comes on to page so brilliant from the beginning. You know? They, yeah, they sure. I know they modified the look of Crypto, and by the issue we're doing... With Swifty, they've modified the look. And it is a bit jarring to see Crypto with sort of the different snout. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's still so lovable, though. You know, he, he he's so lovable off the page. And Oops. The, the fact that he's just, like, up to all these hijinks and he's just, like, you know, he doesn't mean to cause trouble, but he does. It just makes him more lovable to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading it and I was like, you know, this will be fun to read with the kid whenever she'll finally sit yeah, still. Yeah, for, for sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to brainwash this kid. I mean, have you got plans to, like, sort of, like... Uh, yeah, you know, I try, but, yeah. you know... Right now, all she really pays attention to is, like, baby shows, so... Sure, yeah, 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 but, like, the, 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 there's that element with kids, some of the stuff you imprint on them early, you know what I mean? It can then come back to pay dividends. Yeah, I should start getting her some, like, stuffed animals and stuff to sit around, just, that's you know... That's what I'm talking uh, about, yeah, that's... Exactly subliminal messaging. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, man, like... Yeah, a bit of subliminal. So she's like, uh, that, uh, what about Pharaoh Lad or whatever fucking Funko Pop figure she's got? You know what I mean? Like some random yeah. character like that. That's what happened exactly. with Spider-Man for me. Spider-Man was around from a really young age. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even read the comics, but I was just super aware of the, of the character. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, it was uh, Batman for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born in 92, which is like right yes. when the movies were big, right yeah. when the animated series came out. And my mom told me that like Batman was my first word, so I don't ever really remember oh, right. a time before Batman. Yeah, there was no time. If you if I imagine if your first words had been I'm Batman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe I was trying to say that. You know, yeah, you were trying to say oh, I just couldn't get the I'm out. You were just like Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, Batman and Superman as well. I mean, actually, in fairness, them as well. They, they were so embedded. Uh, even back, this is back in like the late seventies when I, when, you know, was very young, very early eighties, very early eighties. Like it, they were so embedded in the pop culture by that point, you know, that mm-hmm. you didn't yeah. have to read the comics to know who they were at all. You know, like you just knew who they were kind of thing. Spider-Man, Batman and Superman for me, um, they were just... And now it's that times a thousand, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was back in the day-day and a lot of it was, uh, it was uh, memorabilia and, and stuff like calendars and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, T-shirts. I yeah, bet the Hulk was probably yeah. big too. It was all that kind of stuff. I remember it just being in in, in, in things like uh, lunch boxes and all that kind of stuff. Like, honestly, that's where I kind of knew most of the stuff from. It was just the images more than anything, you know? I knew nothing. Re- yeah. yeah, I knew nothing really about the inner workings of it all. Um, but... Um, like Superman had the movies as well, so they were they were big. But just you, yeah. you just knew them from a very young age, and I, and I think that you know makes an impact on people when they you know. And I think it's been shown that like comics are a really good uh, way to teach kids to read. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, an underrated actually tool for teaching kids to read. Really young kids, you know. Yeah, my sister in law uh, is a first grade teacher, and. Right. She kind of razzes me sometimes about the comics and stuff, but yeah. yeah, I think she respects them as a thing. But I know that there's some like teachers that won't let them like in their classroom. I just I think it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I understand like the more violent ones or whatever, yeah, but God, um, that's if kids want to read comics, you know, just let them read. I mean, come on, like I mean, yeah, some violent, but there's so many comics that aren't, you know. Yeah, I don't like, know if it's laziness or just. Uh, I think it's like closed-mindedness as well. I think it's yeah. Closed. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say bigotedness, but that doesn't sound like the right well, word. Well, they just they're determined. I mean, you, you look at the Superboy. No one's saying this is Watchmen, but when you re- yeah. when you read it, the Swifty on the very first page, you've got images, you've got a ton of writing. You can't tell me this doesn't help kids read. You know, it's comprehension, uh, dialogue. There's images as well. The whole the whole structure is quite sound of the comic. Like it's it's well told. You know. Like yeah, a, and I mean at that time they were written for kids too. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I, like that's the thing. I, I I actually think little kids. I'm talking about little kids who who know nothing about what's you know adult or whatever. Little kids. Some of these really early comics are actually still really good tools to help them read because. They're very sanitized, so there's no real violence. You know what I mean? Like, um, and there's so much words on the page as well that it it really does tell the story very simply. So, I could imagine kids around like first grade or whatever the grade before first grade, in, you know, coming into first, it could help quite a, quite a lot. And mm-hmm. you know, sure. a comic from 1963 or whatever this is from DC, you know, it's not going to be too violent. It, it really, not violent at all, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be an easy go-to. Get some of those uh, Silver Age collections for, yeah. uh, like, my kid while she's grown up. I actually got the uh, uh, the, Sil- the Silver Age Legion Volume 1 trade paperback for my nephew. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'll probably get it for my daughter as well, just to kind of, you know, yeah. and this is the Legion. This is the Legion, and, and as you say, it's, yeah, I, look, I, I don't think you can go too wrong with it, really, and uh, mm. I would just not pay attention to those teachers, because I think they're in the minority now. I think a lot of English teachers now have realised the... And unfortunately, there's the other route where they go, oh, yeah, comics are like novels now, Watchmen and Mouse, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you, you roll your eyes because you're like, that's really just like, they're two examples kind of thing. They're not the only two, you know, uh, there's so much in between kind of thing. Well, yeah, I hate when people also call them, uh, they insist on calling them graphic novels. Like, okay. I don't read comics, I read graphic novels. Yeah, idiots. It's like, I mean... You're reading a, a, tr a collected trade paperback, yes. which is a comic yes. book. I know, I know. <laughs> I find that one of the most tired arguments in the world, where, where, where some people as do the other thing as well, where, they, where, where, where it's like an original graphic novel, where it's been published as one, and then they try to pretend like it's just so much better just because it's collected that way. And I'm like, it's Same really... writers and creators that work on regular comics. Yeah, it's just like, you're just like, it's really, they're just comics. Like, just the fact it's been collected in one edition and published as one doesn't in intrinsically make it any better. You know, like, yeah. like just give me a break, basically. But that's the kind of debates. We don't even have them on Signal because I'm, I'm so sort of over that stuff. You know, it's like yeah. I was saying on a recent show, Rockford Files episode, where two characters are arguing about what's worse alcohol or weed and Jim Rockford's like listen no one's going to solve this very tight old debate today can we just move on <laughs> and I, I just feel like honestly like it's just such a silly debate to have like for sure waste someone else's time okay so where are we Swifty Swifty yeah uh, Superboy 109 yeah wow we from I think 63 um, yeah so this is nine years after the last one okay who's on our duties is it, Kurt, is it Kurt Swan still do we know? Uh, let me peek real quick. I'm not even sure. A lot of times in these, they don't put the creators. Yeah, they in don't, the... and it's it's frustrating. Like, because I, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. If it it is George, uh, Jerry Siegel is the writer, and it's George Papp who's okay. the artist. Well, I like the artwork in this. Very classic, very clean lines. Um, and yeah. Superboy, you can tell he's a boy. I, I like it when they do Superboy, and you can tell because sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and he's kind of a teenager here. And now the this one is the crypto. There's a great cover to this one where crypto thinks that basically he's just being totally rejected for Swifty. Um, yeah, this is the super dog that replaced crypto. <laughs> and right off the bat, I feel bad for Swifty because in that second panel, he's like, everyone's watching Superboy and crypto flying on little. Uh, little do these people suspect that I Swifty once had superpowers too. Yeah. And basically, you find out that he once had powers, and then Superboy, when he didn't have powers, told him to get lost. Like, what yeah, the hell? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, that's true, actually. But how about the first page where, where it's got Crypto looking at, like, Swifty getting the cape? He's like, choke, it's bad enough my master refers that super mud to me, but did Superboy have to give Swifty my snazzy indestructible cape? And make me wear this crummy moth-eaten spare cape of his. <laughs> choke. And you well, can actually see the artwork and it's all like screwed up. <laughs> well, I'll be honest too though. Like if you read that first crypto story with like a six-year-old and they fell in love with crypto. Yeah. If you let them read this story with crypto, you'd be like, crypto's kind of a dick. Oh yeah. Crypto. I mean, crypto is kind of like, he, like dogs are very loyal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
So he's a very My telescopic guy. vision sees Swifty below. He's probably eating his heart out in envy of me because <laughs> I'm super, and he isn't anymore. Well, let's face it. You've either got it or you haven't, and I've got it. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crypto is, is he's kind of reveling in being... Um, and sadly, Swifty recalls his former glory when he first met Superboy. <laughs> Look, Crypto, he's licking my face in gratitude because I'm saving him from this avalanche. <laughs> Sire, I'll never forget a certain glorious moment that happened a week later, and I like the way it's got Swifty's like, little face there so you know it's him. I, I can't yeah. get over how you search for me cross-country hundreds of miles and finally trapped me down here in Smallville. Drink this super serum, Swifty. It'll give you temporary superpowers. Then I'll put a cape on you and test your intelligence. It's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, and then uh, after losing my powers, I followed Superboy's instructions to keep away from him, lest I betray yes. his secret identity. Yeah, choke. If only I'd become super again. Poor how, Swifty. How about when? Meanwhile, he's living as a stray on the streets of I Smallville. Know, it's not nice. But how about when Crypto is rescuing him when the serum wears off? And he's gosh, Crypto, I'd have drowned if it wasn't for you. And Crypto's like big heart of Crypto. That's what. That's me. I even save rivals. <laughs> yeah. it's good old crypto <laughs> crypto didn't let him drown <laughs> also nice work Superboy you, you just basically let the super serum just go until one day he's over the ocean and then it failed and yeah, you, you were yeah, nowhere to no. be seen at all like <laughs> <laughs> uh, then yeah. we had our old favourites the god they're so confusing the, the the Phantom Zone people what they can do is it because Superboy does the super breath that they come out or can they just come out whenever they want i think they're just like existing in a higher plane almost and can just yeah visit whenever or see whenever right that makes them way more powerful than like these days where they're trapped inside the phantom zone (laughs) yeah i mean the way they were portraying them here it's like they can control you they're basically like ghosts or demons or whatever but like, they're not bottled up at all like you know how in today's comics the phantom zone if you're locked in it you you can't go into another world easily yeah mm-hmm. but it yeah, is, it's usually oh, like a you know just a prison it's a prison but we, we've seen this before where they fly around and do their own shit like you know and they're definitely doing it in this one like they're fucking influencing they try to influence superboy then they try to influence crypto and then they settle for swifty yeah, they're yeah. like chase that cat, chase that cat. He's like, me pick on a cute, harmless little kitty who never did me any harm. No, absolutely, definitely no. And then on second thoughts, I hate cats, big cats, little cats, fat cats, skinny cats. I detest them all. Um, r- let's not forget crypto and his origin, like fucking knock down a wall going after a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crypto doesn't like cats. Um, how does crypto get on with Swifty? This oh, is it Streaky, the super cat. Is there? I wonder if they've got any sort of like animosity. Yeah, I think so at times. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, I think sometimes they are. Yeah, I mean, it, w- it would make sense that there's a bit of jostling for position there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Streaky's Supergirl's cat. Yes, I know. So that helps make it better. Yeah, because he's not, he's not Superboy. It's like, imagine if Superboy brought Streaky home and was like, yeah, Streaky's mine now, you know? <laughs> he's going to sleep yeah, in my bed, Crypto. You're going to have to be outside <laughs> in the kennel. Um, how classic Crypto when he comes in uh, as Superboy's just dying down, he does the yip-yip-yip again. Glad to see ya! How many times must I tell you not to enter this house openly, Crypto? <laughs> and then Parkhead's like, Great Scott, Crypto's flying right in through the open window. Like, Thank you for staying Meanwhile, Clark Kent can't keep a pet named Swifty with no powers because it might give away his identity. Yeah, uh, I, know. I know. I guess I didn't read the other story, so. But, but Crypto's still wearing his cape. He's not even, like, minus the cape. He just comes in soaring <laughs> yeah. through the window. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the way he thinks, and like he thinks as if people could actually hear what he's saying. Uh, yeah, he's um, like, "Good, glad to see you." <laughs> 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 yeah. And then we have here, um, uh, oh God, what is it? There's something happening on a faraway planet. Beast people and humans are waging a terrible war. Crypto, we'll go there together to prove by our example that humans and animals can live together in peace and friendship just as we do. And then Crypto's like, oh no, look who's butting in. And Swifty. Yeah, Swifty. And he's flying. Swifty's like a grey... Would you say he's a greyhound? He kind of looks a bit like one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And, um... And, yeah, here we've got the, um... We've got the Phantom Zone guys definitely uh, influencing... Uh, yeah, well, Superboy needs a a pet to take with him to yes. go meet these aliens. But for whatever reason, he needs to bring. Oh, they're beast people yes. are waging war, so that's why he's bringing a dog. Yes, and he has this intelligence test between Crypto and Streaky again. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you were right. Phantom the the Phantom Zone criminals. I think that's Zod and yes. Jex are are helping uh, Swifty win by. Finding a better prize. Yeah, by, by sort of cheating them. Like, Crypto gets a pretty good prize himself. I think Crypto brings up a submarine, doesn't he? Yeah, with, um, like, a bunch of rifles and ammo. and then... Pretty good effort by Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, but like, uh, Swifty brings up some sort of a capsule, which reveals an Atlantis sinking, between the, sinking beneath the waves. My guess is that <laughs> alien scientists photographed these scenes with a space-time camera and sent the capsule to Earth to aid our historians but it fell into the sea. I'm like, it's quite a fucking leap of logic. Like, um, I mean, I'm like, wow, wait, there's a lot of stuff in the sea that these, these dogs are just finding randomly. Um, yeah, like Superboy, maybe you should do a quick sweep, you know, for any other messages from alien civilization. Yeah, look, I, I didn't think Crypto did a bad thing. He brought up a whole fucking sub. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Swifty round... Yeah, why couldn't you bring both? You yeah. Know? Why would that be a problem? Swifty one round one. Um, then there's the next intelligence test. Um, all this stuff about formulas. Crypto kind of, like, fails this one. He's like, oh, since each pool will give me an amazing new power, why be fussy? I'll try the one closest to me. And so he, then he finds out he can stretch. <laughs> and becomes the world's first elastic dog. But according to the calculations of this, I don't know which of the Phantom Zone people it is, the purple pool is the best. Into the purple pool, Swifty. So Swifty goes in there. Um, and what, what, is, what does he actually have? Um, oh, it makes him he can talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Super uh, or Crypto says, Urk, he yeah. must have swallowed a dictionary in that pool. And see how Crypto's neck is, like, stretching right around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Superboy's like, you merely had fun with your temporary new power, Crypto. Look at Crypto's face, he's so sad. But Swifty must have yeah. analysed the pools with his microscopic vision and chose the one which gave him the chance to prove his cleverness. You win, Swifty. Um, and, and so then it's a 2-0 win, so there won't even be a third match. And poor old Crypto... That's when we get the scenario with the um, the the capes, and you see Crypto's cape is now crappy, and he, and the good cape goes to Swifty, uh, and yeah, Crypto's not happy. That double crossing Super Poochie stole my master, and then he dreams the scene that's the 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 cover how he's got him chained to a Kryptonite leash. Um, that because that's the cover. Oh yeah, and that's the only time we actually see that green cape. Yes, yes. So it's that, but that was the cover. And these, thank heavens, it was only a dream, but it was so real. I even dreamed Superboy had given Swifty a flashy green cape. Um, 
and then but unfortunately Swifty is evil uh, because the these Phantom Zone guys are following him all the way to this fucking planet. Like I mean, honestly, like I'm you know it's it's kind of funny that these Phantom Zone guys can do whatever the hell they want. Like really, like and I'm, I mean travel between worlds. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and Superboy's just blissfully ignorant it seems of their existence. Um, and then we get to the planet where it's kind of funny. They're kind of cat people versus the humanoids. Um, if you see the guy's got whiskers on his face, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and um, you know it's quite complicated. But basically, in the end, um, there's a lock of hair from my arch foe Lex Luthor before a chemical explosion made him bad. That piece of metal is from the rocket ship, which brought me to Krypton when I was a baby. He's showing them all these different things. Um, and then what happens? Like I'm just trying to establish what is the point? Is this ultimate weapon? And they're waiting for the... I'm just trying to find the point here. Um, yeah, they're, they're speaking to Crypto, saying press the pedal, and out of it comes Kryptonite. Is that right? So it's inside right. that box. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's quite confusing because Pete Ross and Lana Lang are there as robots as well. You're killing your two best friends, Swifty. How could you do such a terrible thing? Because uh, uh, if only you... Or I could help Superboy Crypto, but we haven't got superpowers. And then Swifty's like, it was easy. Ha ha. Um, and also, how weird that that box of Kryptonite has a pedal for I know. You know, it's a like dog a, to... Yeah, I know. Yeah, a pedal. <laughs> and then it comes out with a fucking spring loader as well. Um, <laughs> so it just whammies like... What, was, was, this, was this in his... Was this in his... Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, I, it was there because he was trying to find an antidote. Right. Okay. Yeah, he called this like his... Um... Fortress of Solitude. Yes, before. yeah, that's right. It was on a. That's right. It's on a planet, which I actually thought was cool. That like Superboy when he was Superboy, because they couldn't have him create the Fortress of Solitude when he was Superboy. He he just had it on a planet, like in a crater or something, didn't he? Like, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a there's a. It's actually quite cool. It creates a Bizarro Crypto. Um. No, Bizarro Swifty. Bizarro Swifty, but he's good. That's right. He's mm-hmm. good, that's right. And then he sacrifices himself. Uh, and they're, they're full-on fighting. And, and, and Swifty's like, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Um, sheesh, you sure got an awful temper. And then meanwhile, Superboy's creating an antidote. Um, then the compulsory bat is gone. Thank goodness Superboy's cured me. Um, and he then fastens a rare metal to Swifty's collar. As long as you wear it, the Phantoms won't be able to control you. Now to return to Earth. And Bizarro uh, Swifty stays there to guard the place and then <laughs> crypto finally gets his um stuff back and uh and then crypto's like ha ha swifty isn't the only clever mud around because it was crypto that created the bizarro swifty and then swifty's like final comment is i hope i'll become super again someday um <laughs> so i mean it, it's a complicated issue I didn't, I, yeah i enjoyed it i didn't love it as much as the origin of crypto because this had more crypto and uh, more swifty and less crypto but I'd still give it an eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'll give this one uh, like a seven. I yeah. thought it was a pretty fun Silver Age story. It was seven a and a half. Silver Age story, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was. It, it flies by. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of um, drama, and I love the super pets. Um, but I especially love crypto, and you are right. In this one, crypto is kind of more of a prick than normal. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's the jealous dog, kind of in this in this one, as you know, he's always loyal, but in this one, he's also more jealous than normal. 
you don't normally see that side of crypto, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's an, uh, an ugly side of crypto. Ugly side of crypto. But at the end of the day, he did create the Bizarro Swifty, which brought about the victory. True. I don't know if he did it by accident, but he did do it. <laughs> but yeah, he does rub Swifty's nose in it constantly. Like even at the end, he's still like, "Ha ha, I'm better, Swifty. Fuck you." <laughs> like you know, he's he's so happy to get that cape back because because I mean, Superboy kind of a dick move gives him like the moth-eating cape. You know, like I mean, yeah, I mean, Superboy was a dick, Crypto was a dick, Swifty just gets the you know kicking the ass and. Yeah, you know, poor Swifty. Well, Swifty, Swifty is just a normal dog. So whereas the the Phantom Zone guys couldn't influence Crypto because Crypto is literally a proper super dog, whereas Swifty is just a normal dog, which which made him susceptible to the to the Phantoms. You know. Yeah. And I would say to Superboy, who is aware of the Phantoms because he mentions them at the end, maybe do something about the Phantoms that are just roaming the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just... You know, getting into trouble. You know, they could have picked anybody too. They could have picked I Lana. Know, but he just doesn't seem to think that that's a problem. Just because they haven't got corporal form, he's like, ah, oh, whatever. But like, yeah, they can do shit. Like even as ghosts, you know. Yeah, and I mean, Monel is technically one of those phantoms. Yeah. So it's like, is he not worried about that still? Boy, okay. super not worried about Monel. Like we, that's been established. Like he super just doesn't make that a priority at all. <laughs> you know, like Candor, yeah, he's all over Candor as a as Superman, but like Monel is just like, nah, last on my <laughs> list. <laughs> I mean, he even had time to go back in time. Well, yes. I guess this is before Monel went into the Phantom Zone, but remember that story that introduced Monel where he didn't want to do that good on his homework, but then yes. he went back in time to find out this minor detail from history. Yeah. So that he could put on his test, so then he get it marked wrong because it was too outrageous. With his very, very exact time travel that he does. Yeah, exactly. It's like, very precise time travel that he can just That's do. exactly that. when and where to go. <laughs> that was so funny, as you mentioned, that like the the movie where he does that is actually very similar to the comics where he has done that many times. Like, where he's like, fuck this, I don't like how it ends, I'm going to go back in time. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because everyone's always like, oh, that would never happen. Well, it happened pretty often in the comics. <laughs> the you writers just like first Superman movie. Yeah, the, yeah. The first Superman movie. The writers of the comics were just like, "Oh, we've written ourselves into a corner here. We're gonna have to Superman to go back in time again." <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we don't like Silver Age. Yeah, great Silver Age stuff. Now, next up, we'll do the Scooby Doo team up, um, which okay. I really enjoyed. Now, something I didn't realize was just how many crossovers this obviously had because. This this team up stuff, they're constantly referring to other Warner Brothers characters. Like even in this team up, you know, beyond just the Legion, there's like, you know, a lot of references to other you know, characters. Yeah, they've done. You know, they teamed up with you know most anybody in the DC universe, and then they also did a number where it was like other Warner Brothers. Yeah, like characters. Kung Fu yeah. or whatever his name was gets mentioned and stuff. You know. Yeah, that book actually went on for like 50 issues of the the print run. You That's know, cool. there's the digital ones which are like two issues each. And was it digital issue. first or was it both? Mm-hmm. Digital first and then right. they'll put it out in like the physical issue like a couple yeah. months later. Well, I, I I've got to be honest, I thought it was really interesting. And did you notice that the writer Sholly Fish was the guy who recently didn't get the proper accreditation in the Superman Grant Morrison? 
Did you say that? Yeah, I was, I'm aware of Sholly. He was actually handpicked by Morrison for those stories, um, for those action comic stories. That's interesting. Yeah, and there was a bit of a, for those who don't know, there was a bit of a scandal because when DC put out the Superman Omnibus, they neg- they either misspelled his name or just didn't even have it on it or something. It was like not on the cover or not inside. And they misspelled the name as well, inside. Well, that was something that I saw recently with the Swamp Thing. Um, I know you're not a Swamp Thing fan, but it was a new 52 Swamp Thing omnibus, and it was, you know, the 40 or so issues of the new 52 Swamp Thing run, and they put uh, Scott Snyder's name on it. But Scott Snyder wrote, like, less than half of that run, and the other half was written by Charles Soule. So I don't know if they're just going for the more bankable name or the the DC-friendly name. Yeah, they're going for the bigger name. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charles Soule's probably almost as big as uh, Scott Snyder, but he's just not like a DC exclusive like um, yeah. Snyder. I mean, yeah, it's, it, I, I think both should be on it, if you ask me, but they do it all the time. You know, they, yeah. they you know, they, um, I, I hate it personally. Like, put the people who, who did the book on the cover, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like one other name, so it's like whatever. Yeah. And even if In- you do um, Swamp Thing, by Scott Snyder with Charles Soule, you know, like you, you yeah, you can I mean, have he the bigger more than half of it, and probably the better half of it, honestly. Well, I agree with you, but this is DC; they do what they fucking like. They change their trade trade dress during a series run. I'm looking at JSA by Jeff Johns. I've got the first three volumes, and for some stupid reason, they don't put one on the first volume. It really pisses me off every time I look at it. Oh, that is annoying. Yeah, oh, it's so annoying because it's like, well. JSA by Jeff Johns, he, he did fucking hundreds of issues, you know? Clearly there's going to be more than one volume. Clearly you intend to print more than one volume, and the second volume they've got two, but on the first one there's no one. It's just annoying, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I would rather them just not put, like, the two on it if they're going to... Well, I guess... I Yeah, I guess... No, I want the two on it because I want to be able to order them in my book, yeah. book line. But if you know there's more than one volume, put one on the first one. Yeah, that's like I was looking at my, uh, I dug out my Legion archives for uh, this show. Um, yeah. I got them, you know, they're like the nice hard Oh, the original archives, yeah, from back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and I think like there's 12 or 13 books and there's one of them where they spelled Legion like a lot bigger or differently. Annoying. I think it's the one that I'm reading right now, number six, where the letters are just like off and it's just like, why couldn't you? Yeah. All the other ones are perfect, but then there's one that's messed up. It's quite common for DC to do this as well, you know? Uh, I mean, in anybody, really. Um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's annoying. I mean, moving aside from that, and I'm glad we've made our feelings yeah. known, because wake up, DC, get a get a fucking clue, you know? <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. don't make me tweet you about this, DC, you know? Did, did yeah. I tell you, I, I mentioned on C. He'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I've got nothing left to lose with these guys. You know, I'll go after any of these fucking guys. Like, seriously. This is the thing. I said the other day on Signal, put me in a fucking room with Kevin Feige. You'll get some fucking answers. You know? All these yes men that they're surrounded by. All these guys. You, you know these guys on the internet now. Anything they put out. They're, just, they're so busy shilling it that they've forgotten that a journalist's task is to ask questions. You know? For sure. I yeah. said to Stuart that time when we were... They did the tour, and I said, well, why does anyone get any fucking answers? Like, they're just being fed the PR. Like, no one asks questions. Like, what's the release date on Black Panther? 
You know, something like that. Like, where are we on this? You know, like, are we all just meaningless peons now? Like, I mean, they're mostly just worried about writing their, like, 20 listicles yeah, per fuck, day or whatever. Fuck off, yeah. Like, 20 fucking reasons they suck. You know, like, <laughs> th- those those sites. Like, you know, and, and don't you hate it when they're like, oh, the 10 best Superman stories ever. And then you click on it and you're like, seriously, like, were the 10 best Superman stories all written within, inside the last six years? I doubt it. You, I mean, possibly. <laughs> I, I very highly doubt it. And they're like, the, the 10 best Bat- Batman stories of all time. Nightfall's not even on it? And you're like, seriously? I don't know that I'd put Nightfall on it. I would. But, but like, some of the stuff they put on, man, it's it's so pathetic. You know, I put I Nightfall, agree with, you. Nightfall with fucking Batman getting his back broken? Hell yeah, I'll put it on, on that. I mean, look, you got, you got, right off the top of your head, you got Dark Knight Returns, you got Year One, you got Long Halloween. But, uh, I, but see, Long Halloween, to me, is nowhere near as good as Nightfall. Like, Dude, Long Halloween is great. Long cool. Halloween's better than, like, Hush, I think. I'd agree with that, but I wouldn't put Hush on there either. Well, I'm talking about That's the fair. 10 best Batman stories of all time. You know, like, I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, to me, I guess Nightfall, like, I've never held it in such regard like you do, but I do like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but my, my point is, my point is bigger than just that. When they do those listicles, which I fucking hate the word, um, yeah. they focus on, like, the last few years. So you'll see, like, oh, James T. Yeah. the Force Batman run. You're like, really? Like, really? And they're like, Scott Snyder. Oh, Court of Owls. And it's like, good. Owls is good. It's, it, <laughs> it's good. But then they'll, then they'll say, like, Scott Snyder Endgame. And you're like, that was not good. Like, what I'm I saying like is, it. they've got, their, their memories are so short it's you know, they're and, probably my generation too. Yeah, but thing, like, but yeah, but you if think you, do, you know there'd be like Denny O'Neill on there? Yeah, no shit. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not even like targeting. You said Chuck Dixon. Well, yeah, I'm not even targeting my personal favorite eras, but my frame of reference wouldn't just be the last fucking four years. You know? Four. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, are probably they're just clowns. Like, they're clowns. Just looking for a job out of college or something. Yeah, they're they're, they're fucking clowns. And the people who pay them are clowns too, and and that's and that's what we're here to do on Signal Legend Outpost. Sometimes, like we get Bendis, and I'll say, "What fucking happened?" And he's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean?" I'm like, I'm like "What happened the last fifteen years of your fucking career? You know, like where you've been, you know, Z grade, like you know, and, and they're not used Morales. to it. Yeah, Miles Morales. Um, but like they're so used. These guys are so used. I call the cult of personality. They're so used to people telling them how great they are. You know. That they think they are, and they're float. They're, they're coasting on reps they made ten years ago. You know. Well, that's the thing. Is like when people are treating you or tweeting you after every issue, like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever." No like, way. it's really not. I mean, maybe no. uh, you know, once an arc, I'd be like, "Wow, that was a really good issue," yeah. and it tied up the whole thing. But it's like if every issue, you're just like, "Holy shit!" It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys, you're just blowing smoke up their ass. You are, and it's it's ridiculous. Like, and it's you know, and and I just think there's way too much of it in the comics press. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's far too little, like, funnily enough, there's too little of that empty praise, but there's too much of that, but there's far too little about actual creator rights, stuff that I'm more interested in. Um, yeah. It's funny how many fans write the big two blank checks on how they treat creators, you know? And they're just <clears> like, oh, you know, it's work for hire, so fuck them. And it's like, God, the same people that you praise endlessly day after day, you don't want to give a fair stake to either. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's what I heard somebody recently say. Like, it used to be you would do indie books so that you could 
go to the big two. Yeah. Um, you know, you just get their attention so you could go. But now you almost want to start at DC um, yeah. to get, you know, name. to make your name yeah. recognizable. And then you go to the indie and that's when you make money. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. I don't or know. it's I, like, I you know, indie big two and then indie again. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, there's just so many layers to the conversation and it's just not solved by this kind of insipid uh, treatment. And, and yet it's so many fans will will praise a creator but then they will never go to bat for them in terms of how uh, you know, I, I mean i guess i agree with you but i also think you know i know these books have budgets and i know that they're probably not huge i mean how much money are they getting to sell 30,000 copies of yeah, legion know. of superheroes yeah you know and i i think the artist deserves a lot of that like ryan sook yeah. when you're drawing a monthly book you're sitting down for 30 days drawing a comic book yeah. It takes a long fucking time. Yeah. You know, a writer can write a script in a week. Yeah. Um, so it's like, but I don't I'm know. But I'm talking about back deals. I'm talking about back where... deals. Like, much though I hate fucking Bendis' Naomi character, and I do hate that character, I do hope that the artist and he are getting a fair shake of the creator equity deal when it goes to TV. I hope it's more than the few hundred dollars they normally get, you know? Well, I think one thing is, you know, maybe they have better equity deals going forward than they'd necessarily do yeah. historically. Yeah. And there's also the fact of uh, there's a whole thing about legacy characters, right? Yeah. So if it's Super Boy, uh-huh. you know, you're not going to get the check like you would if it was, um, I don't know, what's a, a Naomi. Sure, but what you know, my answer to that would be why. I mean, they created Superboy back in the day, and they've done, they did hundreds of fucking Superboy comics. Well, Superboy is a bad example because he's like real complicated, right? Uh, rights wise, but let's say like Tim Drake. Yeah. Like, uh, just because you create a new guy and put him in the same costume and mask, uh, is that necessarily as much work as creating a brand new franchise or character from the ground up? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, I mean, I I'm not arguing it, but I think that's the point. Yeah, I, you know, Chuck Dixon didn't create uh, Tim Drake, but he created the the uh, what do you call it? His car, what it was called, whatever it was called, the Robin Red Wing or something. Yeah. yeah, and Chuck loves it because he because for a long time he got he got did quite well on merchandise just for that car, like oh, in the, they, at the height of I, it. Like they even made a toy of it. Yeah, they did, and actually, it, it um they carried it for a while and did quite well. What I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you create King Shark, okay, let's pick King Shark, whoever the fuck created King Shark, when he turns up on TV, the payment to the creator is a few hundred bucks, you know? Carl Carl Kiesel, I think. Okay, well, there you go. That, that's with, that's with, how... Uh, never mind. Whoever drew Superboy back in the day, yeah, I forget with, his name. But my, my, my point is, it's a few hundred bucks, and I still think that's a very small amount for, for, for that character turning up. So... I'm more about back. I'm more. I'm. I understand what you're saying. Like, the the rate they get when they do the book is great. But I'm talking about if you create a character, and I'll use Naomi as an example. I'm talking about the back end should be bigger if that makes it into movies and TV because that's when the companies are making serious money off it. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. But also, it's only been like the last what 15 years that that's even been like. Yeah. Uh, and you know, possible. You know, who would have thought King Shark would have been in a movie, you know, back when he was created? But he is. That's uh, the thing. Who would have yeah, thought? But he is. So, you know, then give them a fair well, shake. Well, I think the, the key is, too, that, like, uh, what 
is a lot of money to, or what is a very small amount of money to Warner Brothers would be life-changing amount of monies for some of these creators, right? So Carl Kiesel, you write him, uh, what, let's say $200,000 check for Suicide Squad. Yeah. That's a life-changing amount of money for an individual. Yeah. For a corporation, it's not really that much. So I, I see your point. Well, my I point is far it. too many creators have died in poverty, you know, off right. far too many who've, who've created tons of characters. Like, so many of these guys have created so many of the characters they use that we don't even fucking realize, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Far too many have died in complete poverty, and meanwhile the corporations have just flourished. And, all, and, and, and it, it puzzles me that so many comic fans seem to have this inbuilt argument as if they're the fucking head of DC or head of Marvel. And it's like they're defending them. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, why are you defending them so heavily? Like, they, they pay out such a pittance, you know, and they're back. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you Roberts. can really blame, though, like the comic book arm for what the movie arm is not doing, right? Sure. Like, but you, know, like, you know, like you said, with like Len Wein would be a good example. Len Wein got know. one good check. He got one big check, you know. Right. Like he did like eight movies, so you would think like, yeah. hey. And a lot eight. of that was a lot of that was public pressure. A lot of that was Hugh Jackman just kept holding him up constantly, and it was embarrassing them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that, the, they were like, and, and so yeah, they they paid that money, and they always paid the money out, um, no obligations as well. So it's like whenever whenever they cut them a check, it's always like this is no admission of liability. You know? Yeah, but then also like look at let's say Rob, Rob Liefeld, right? So he created Deadpool and he gets a check if they use him in a movie, let's say. Yeah. But then you have somebody like Joe Kelly that did yeah. so much for I that know. character, I and I think you know you and I probably have more respect for Joe Kelly as a Deadpool creator Way more. than we would him. Way more, and 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 that's where I think it's. I, I'm surprised that when you're using storylines. That are clearly for like take for example um, Marvel do it all the time. Say Civil War, okay? Civil yeah. War drew on some key elements from the comics. It didn't follow it slavishly, but it did draw on key elements enough that that they should have been credited with inspired by you know Civil War the the comic because it it drew on the the basic element of it. Captain America versus Iron Man was the basic thrust yeah. of that film. Now it doesn't matter that the details were changed. Uh, I mean, in that case, though, I don't know if this is the best example because it's like any two any kid with two action figures yeah. is gonna make them fight. Well, yeah. they 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 use the name. I see your point, though. They use the yeah. name. Same with Winter yeah. Soldier. Uh, Rebecca's Winter Soldier. Yeah, they changed the details around for the movie, but they the, the basic concept enough that in a court of law you could probably argue that it was heavily based on and inspired by, and in fact used the mm-hmm. name. Like you'd have a pretty strong legal argument if you walked into court sure. just on that on that note that's where i think the the check should be a lot bigger or, or does the check even exist from what Baker was saying the check didn't even come it was just the the empty thanks they give they give this empty thanks i'm like should we really be that fucking thrilled to get a thank you you know um well uh, i know again with liefeld his point was hey joe, jack kirby and joe simon created uh bucky not yeah but not they you. didn't create winter soldier and that's I, the I thing. Mean, I'm just saying that's what his argument was. It's a stupid argument, though, because, like, the actual character design of Winter Soldier was something that Brew Baker and Steve Epting created. Like, the art. Well, I mean, hey, world, Rob Liefeld you know? is actively arguing against creator rights. So, I know. You know it's go, pathetic. Go Rob Liefeld. But right. it's so pathetic when Rob Liefeld on, on previous occasions is bragged about how great his deal was with Deadpool, you know, and how yeah. 
basically for coming up with the name and that design, he he still owns off it. So it's it's such a hypocritical argument from Rob Liefeld that it's almost not right. worth paying attention to. You know, like. Well, I mean, he tries to cut out anybody else that touched the character, right? He's like, yeah. I created Deadpool, not Fabian. Nita, you know, yeah, who's, who's fully who's, formed. Who's credited as a co-creator, of his by the way. Womb. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's credited as a co-creator, um, Fabian Nisha. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rob Liefeld's a joke. He He's so I know, desperate. I don't know. It just seems like such a petty thing for me. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair because I haven't created a global sensation character but just whenever people you know kick their feet about that kind of stuff yeah, I, I like to raise the issue because i think it brings awareness um well i meant the rob liefeld thing was what was rubbing me rob liefeld Sorry. Is, like in all fairness to rob liefeld he's a very lucky man who won the lottery and for him to yeah. cut for him to carp about it and to challenge people like brubaker who you know actually did create Winter Soldier, and they then used the fucking storyline in the movie very closely. Um, it just shows Rob Liefeld's got no real integrity at all, none. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there's a lot that was fresh and original about Winter Soldier that wasn't necessarily tied to Bucky. Well, you could also the whole argue fucking backstory of, of him Winnick, being, though. yeah, the whole backstory of him being brought in and out of the ice, the, the, the whole fucking backstory of Winter Soldier, let alone the actual design of the character with the arm and everything, you know, the Winter Soldier, that didn't exist. Bucky was never associated with that. In that case, that. what, Steve Epting or whatever? Yeah, Steve Epting, yeah, he's a co-creator of of, um, of Winter Soldier. I mean, Winter there's Soldier. a there's a reason they get thanks, but I'm saying they also should have got a substantial check, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah, hey, you could have cut the same check for the estate of the people who created uh, Bucky originally because they used Bucky in Captain America First Avenger as well. So they could have cut a check for them as yeah. well. There's enough money. I imagine they, they might have. I don't yeah. know. There's enough money on the table that the corporate takes that they can actually cut a couple of checks. You know, it doesn't have to be one check. Um, and yeah, led, I mean, I think it was um, uh, uh, shit, Jim Starlin was talking about how he was making more money from the character of KG Beast appearing in Batman yep. v Superman, who yep. didn't look like KG Beast, didn't sound like KG Beast, didn't wear the KG Beast costume, yeah. and he made more money from that than he did the Thanos teases. But, I mean, at that point, Thanos wasn't a big character in the Marvel stuff, but they were definitely trying to build the franchise off of his character. 100%. And let's face it, um, they also uh, aced Thanos, him, him out of writing the Thanos series at Marvel, too. So not only were they willing to, uh, you know, like cut him very small checks for Thanos leading into Infinity War, where I believe he did get a bigger one, but they also iced him out of actually writing the character as well the, at the Marvel Comics level. There was editorial, you know, disputes and stuff as well. Yeah, sounds like there were shenanigans. But yeah. in fairness, he's written like eight or nine different yeah, Infinity he, follow-ups. He's, he's written tons, but what I'm trying to say is that like, they don't, in my sense, treat the creators that well, and it surprises me when comic book fans try to go into bat for them, and I'm like, why are you going into bat for the fucking corporates? <laughs> like, I, I don't quite, un, you know, is your brand loyalty that immense that it outweighs the loyalty towards the creators who created the fucking stories you're reading? You, yeah. You're actually going after the fucking, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me at all. I don't understand why they don't unionize and haven't unionized like 30 years ago frankly, because the, the deals they're getting are just so fucking bad. Um, yeah, it, it, it puzzles me. 
But anyway, moving away from that, um, Scooby-Doo team-up, the ghost of Pharaoh lad. Uh, do you want to take us through this one? And I, I want to say straight up, I love the artwork. Who's on art duties? Uh, let's see. Uh, Dario Brasilia? B- yeah, Dario Brazuela, I would yeah. say. Yeah, um, so just a little background for you, because you weren't really a Legion follower at the time, but this was kind of in the period between the Legion disappearing after Paul Levitz's run, and then Bendis coming on to relaunch the Legion, so it was like, we would get these scant little traces of the Legion here and there, and you would always, you know, grab it, hoping for something great, Um, but, you know, the more significant things that we kind of got, aside from appearing in other books, was there was a Scooby-Doo team-up with the Legion, there was a Batman 66 team-up with the Legion, and there was a Looney Tunes team-up with the Legion. Oh. So those three things kind of helped us get through this giant seven-year per- period without a Legion book. Wow, that, yeah. And, and, and I must say that this is actually a pretty good appearance and then pretty true to form for the legion like really i thought this was a very sort of solid legion appearance in the in the scooby-doo comic yeah i think so i think this book probably got them the most right of the, those three okay you know, cool. at least better than the looney tunes one. Oh, so you were saying batman 66 was was legion as well had a legion appearance the the the, the comic book based on the tv show yeah yeah, it was actually a one-shot. It was called Batman 66 Meets the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, and it was okay. Mike Allred, so you know, pretty good pedigree. We'll do that later, uh, at some point later on in the show as well. That sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I think you'll like it. Yeah, but I, I really like the artwork in this. Um, as, I was, as I was reading it through, it really felt like... Uh, it really made me think of, like, if they'd done Super Friends with, like, better animation, this could have been a Super Friends story. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like, yeah that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, we see the Scooby Gang, and they're catching somebody. Uh, you know, the standard end of one of their episodes. Yes. Uh, but then they see what they think is Rip Hunter's time uh, ship. Yeah. Well, when time. I saw that, I was like, Jesus Christ! These guys are making deep cut references to Rip Hunter. Yeah. And yeah, I realized I that okay, so that's when I realized okay, so this book is like, it's not just Scooby Doo characters it the, the theme is they're meeting up with all the different warner brothers and dc yeah characters. exactly yeah. legion justice league yeah. um, i think there's a harley and ivy one um, kung fu fooey i mean when you get into kung fu yeah. fooey you're deep cutting aren't you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah the legion came back in time to get the greatest uh, detectives or whatever yeah um uh, they have a ghost in their clubhouse. And yes. what you'll notice here is where you would normally have a full page of artwork for a comic book. Yes. Uh, since this was digital first, when it was released digitally, rather than this being one issue, it was two issues. And each half a page was one page that would come out digitally. Like when they were releasing digitally comics, they would be half the size per page of a regular comic book page. I say uh, right, yeah. Sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's why you see all of them are like separated from the top and the bottom. Yeah. And nothing ever overflows. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I adjusted the on my iPad I adjusted the the screen so that I could see it all on one page. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because I believe on the digital first a lot of the time people would be watching it reading it in guided view. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. But um no, it worked for me. As soon as I locked that it made it really easy to read and I actually Honestly, I felt this was a really... I love this kind of old-school kind of cartooning, which is almost what this was. Like, it was... This was this was like... I was like, yeah, this is good stuff. We were talking about stuff you could show a kid. 
this is kind yeah. of the kind of stuff I reckon that you could show like someone in that second, third grade and get them oh, yeah, to really sure. appreciate it, you know? Yeah, when that Scoob movie came out, they actually released like all these issues for free on Comixology. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're in the future. Uh, they talk about how they have a rocket ship headquarters and how it's stupid that it's not a whole rocket. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they need help from the legendary ghost hunting detective Scooby-Doo. Yep. Um, but they have a ghost and nobody in the 30th century believes in ghosts. And we find out that the ghost is the ghost of Pharaoh Lad. Yes. And he's a big green ghost. Who ironically This is actually a callback to a classic our... story where, um, the Legion actually is haunted by the ghost of Pharaoh Lad and he's a oh. big green ghost like that. Yeah. I think we even did that story. I, I've got a feeling we might've mm-hmm. done that story. Um, you know, on, on the on Legion Outpost at some point, or maybe we just touched upon it. But, but what I, yeah, I, I thought this was great. Like, and in fairness, like Legion get, I would say, more of the spotlight than the Scooby Gang in these issues. Yeah, it's kind of nice to give you know their spotlight characters considerable time to actually do stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because definitely Shaggy and Scoob get most of it. Um, what's the guy's name? Fred, isn't it? Yeah. Fred does almost nothing. Vilma does quite a bit um, in in these issues, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's 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 good times in rock and roll. I, I love it. And I, I like the <laughs> way that they play it straight, even though it's funny. Do you know what I mean? They, they they play the Legion of Straight Men kind of in this book, like they're not figures of comedy. If you know what I mean? Yeah, like they used to have the uh, Scooby Doo meets Batman or whatever <laughs> uh, TV show. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was just one episode, wasn't it? Like where? Uh, yeah, yeah. But they had a whole TV show where it was like they would team up with different celebrities. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like from back in. The I day. think they actually did two with Batman. Um, uh, yeah, I need to watch was, those again. Those were good. There was a, there was a couple for sure. Um, that were gold. Were, was um, like wacky races. Was was that this stuff as well? Was that Hanna Barbera? Yeah, so. yeah. So like wacky races with like Mutley and all that. Was Scooby doing that? Or not? I don't or think so. that, that's no. separate from, from. They might have met up at some point, but it wasn't like a regular thing. I noticed in um, I noticed when I was when I was getting this issue that there was Scooby Doo team up with Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear was yeah. always a favorite of mine. Yogi. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> have to be checking some of these out. Yeah, Yogi and Boo Boo, and we know there was one with Crypto as well, which I which I yeah. automatically it's love. Crypto and Ace. Oh yes, Ace the Bat Hound. Mm. I love Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Shaggy mentions uh, the Jetsons, and yeah. when will he learn to stop traveling to the future? I guess there's a Jetsons <laughs> issue. Um, it just shows you how much Warner Brothers actually own, doesn't it? Like the amount yeah. of deep mm-hmm. cut references. You're like Jesus Christ. Like so, they they Warner Brothers must have um, at some point acquired Hanna Barbera, yeah. Yeah, I think because so. Because wasn't there Hanna Barbera meets DC stuff a few years ago? Remember? Yeah, and then they had like uh, they would do like their reboot version of like the Jetsons, where Jimmy and Amanda wrote the Jetsons, and there's a Flintstones book. There's the, a lot of people say the Flintstones book's very good. I read most of it. Um, I good? liked it well enough. Yeah. What was the one that, that I said maybe I'd like, and you were like, "Slow down, Dave." It was James D. Mateus doing something? Scooby Doo Apocalypse or something? Oh, Scooby Apocalypse. Yeah, it's not. That's not good. But yeah, that's James Demetrius and um, Keith Giffen both. And but it's just yeah. not great. Yeah, I just thought, what a strange concept, you know? Yeah, 
it's very dark too. Like I think Fred gets like eaten. Fucking Fred, he's my least favorite. <laughs> Do they play around with like um? Oh, what are their names? What are the two girls' names? Vilma and what's the other one? Daphne. Do they do they play around with them being lesbians and stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I didn't read that much of it. That's a disappointment. But anyway, it's something that I would pick up and look at again. But yeah. I haven't. I I'd, I'd be happy to do a trade at some point on the show. Like, there's no harm in doing a trade, you know? Yeah, for sure. Test it out. But anyway, so we get to the um. It, it is kind of interesting about what's going on with this ghost. Um, and it's so funny that Shaggy's like um when when when. It, is it uh, Shadow Lass puts them in the the dark? You know, she has a dark power, and then Shaggy's scared yeah. of the dark. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's actually pretty funny. I thought, <laughs> like, he's such a scaredy cat. Um, I think is that in the next issue? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got. Yeah. I'm looking at the next issue. We've got the Emerald Eye, and like the, the reaction of um, of Scooby. He's like, "Rikes!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like he's well, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy. Um, humor yeah uh but what they see they kind of recap the death of Feralad, which is what we're gonna read in our next yes. issues yes uh which i thought that was cool and they mentioned his brother which we've seen before but his brother's a well-adjusted accountant so he's not the one he's not the perpetrator yeah the, he was a suspect um and was it his brother who did it who did the haunting in the actual comics because i i thought it was for some reason no i you rem- you're thinking of that issue where they're um they have his brother, and they're looking at all the different possible futures and trying right. to find one to make him happy. Yes, that's right. It was very dark. It was dark. like Legion 300. It was mm-hmm. very dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I must admit, I do like the Emerald Empress. She's actually one of my favorites now. I'd actually like a statue of the Emerald Empress. Yeah, she's cool. pretty cool. Uh, there's some good Empress stories in the Levitz run. Um, but also, you skipped over this uh, food joke, which you always got to call out for Scooby and Shaggy, but they see Matter Eater Lad is eating oh, yeah. a bowl full of something. Yeah. And he's uh, turns out to be rocks. So yeah. He's like, funny. right, because this is all oh, yeah, yoinks or whatever he says. It's like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, it's, it's actually good. I, I, I like the jokes in this. I think it's actually very well very well told. What did this writer do in Action Comics? Did he write the backups or something? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure if every issue had a backup, but that was one of like the premium priced books where it was like a three ninety nine book instead of two ninety nine. Right. So they had like eight page backup stories. Gotcha, gotcha. Was that the, like the Where history you... of the DC universe and all that stuff, or was it just solo Superman stories? Uh, they would just be solo. They would normally tie into like whatever the main story is in some way. Right. Okay. Well, I've got that omnibus now, so I can check it out. I got that um, Grant Morrison. Yeah. Superman you omnibus. should read it. Um, there's some uh, good Legion stuff in there. Cool. Yeah. No, I own cool. a page actually from that. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. That's how much did that cost you? Oh, it was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Wife's not around. Um, <laughs> it's a big uh, Legion splash, so it was one that I got when I got my promotion. Gotcha. Well done, man. Yeah. Um, Celebration. But yeah, we uh, see that the Fatal Five are the perpetrators here, right? Yes, definitely. And the Legion start taking them out along with the uh, Scooby gang. Yep, and I like the way they're all explained, like all their different powers are explained. And my God, haven't they stayed stable from the beginning? You know, like their looks and powers and everything. You're talking about the Fatal Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, over the years you do see some members where maybe one of them will die and then somebody else will come in, but this is kind of like the core 
you know yeah the classic if you're doing a fatal five story you want to use these five and i like the fatal the, five the, are kind of considered to be like the the biggest uh like anytime there's an animated series or a movie yes or whatever they always use the fatal five because they're like yeah the that's fair enough team yeah yeah they're in that um justice league movie animated movie aren't they yeah, which I don't know why they thought Justice League versus Fatal Five yeah. was more of a bankable know. name than Justice League and the Legion of Superheroes or something. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Well, aren't the Legion only in the very end of it? Well, Starboy's in it throughout. Right. But what a so waste. basically the, the a bunch of Legionnaires yeah. help him go back in time. Yeah. And then, then at the end, the Legionnaires are in it more. I would have liked to have seen much more Legion in it, though, you know? Yeah, it actually... Have you seen it? No, no, no. I own it, but I it's actually it. pretty decent. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. Starboy gets a good, good run in it. I like most of that as animated stuff, so I, I do have it to check out. I just haven't got round to it yet, but um, I do like I when stay away from it, honestly anymore. But, what was that? Sorry, go ahead. What did you say? I was saying I, I've mostly stayed away from them because I thought that mostly what I heard was that they weren't very good anymore. But I was really pleased with this one, so I might go back and check out some of them. Oh, I've watched most of them. Um, you know, okay. I, I, yeah, I. Well, for what they are, I mean, you know, yeah. some are better than others, but I, I would anticipate... What's the more favourite one? I would anticipate... That my favourite ones were the Batman ones. I thought the Batman ones were fantastic. Oh God, seriously, okay. Son of Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. I Batman, like... Batman goes to the beach, Batman goes to the mall. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I've watched most You're of them. Predictable, I watched... Dave, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Justice League versus Teen Titans was good. Um, but I no, I want to watch Just League Dark and Apocalypse War and The Fatal Five. No, I've watched most of them. Like honestly, I I mean, I even like that one. Rich hates the Superman Man of Tomorrow one because it had a Lobo in it. <laughs> That's the only reason I yeah. liked it. The animation's terrible in that one, though. No, no, I've oh. watched, I've watched, I've watched the majority of that stuff. No, my my favorite of all time out of any of the animated they've done um, would be Just League Doom or Crisis on Two Earths. Okay. Yeah, I, I love those. That things. seemed like that was um, what I, I guess. What I mostly heard was once they started doing the new Fifty Two stuff was kind of where things went downhill. Yeah, which look, those were before that, right? Yeah, they were before that, but they stayed good for a while. A lot of people like Justice League. Uh, I don't like Justice League War so much. Uh, Throne of Atlantis was pretty good. Justice League War wasn't my favorite. That was where they introduced the new Fifty Two, but um, like the Teen Titans one was good. No. Yeah, I should check them out. I bet they're on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, so. they're all on HBO Max. I was going to say, uh, the one with the Batman is like a ninja. That one looked pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, no, that one is good. Like, a lot of them are good, man. Yeah, like, um, Batman, I'll tell you what was a good one. Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was good. Yeah, that looked cool. That was cool. Like, that's what I'm saying. None of them are like 10 out of 10, but it, honestly, you could put most of them on and you'll enjoy it, you know? Yeah, I'll um, probably have to check them out then. Yeah, yeah. I, as I say, the ones I haven't watched are Fatal Five and Apocalypse War, and, and Just League Dark. They're the one. They're 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 the three that I want to watch, and they and they are all okay. on HBO Max. Yeah, well, I'll say for the Fatal Five one, I know you're not a huge fan of Jessica Cruz either, no. but I think they actually did a pretty decent job of, you know, using her short her, her story and kind of oh. juxtaposing it with oh, with her Starboy. anxiety. Jesus. Yeah. It was decently well done, though, the way they did it. All right. Well, I, I'll take your word for it because I, I just right. can't stand that character. Um, okay, <laughs> so I do like when the Emerald Empress uh, and then Saturn Girl puts it to sleep. You see the eyelashes on the eye? Yeah, uh, that, that was kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The eyelashes, which you can normally never see. 
Um, what's the guy's name who's half robot? That's Therok. I quite like him. He's cool. Yeah, um, he's got a cool they all really have cool designs, yeah, really. They and do, they, yeah. yeah. And and we saw it in the original issue that we do. Like their designs from are from way back in the day. You know. Yeah, I think that was. You know, they've probably had updates over time. But yeah. This is supposed to be like throwback, so they went with the originals. Well, I really like it. And then you've got yeah. Mano with his with his touch. And then it's funny that Fred just goes the same way we always catch crooks by pulling off your mask and just takes off the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like turns out you need that to breathe. So. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Phew, he's unconscious." I'll put his helmet back on so he can breathe. It's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fred's always been my <laughs> least favorite member of the gang by far. You know, like um, I feel like Velma would be your least favorite, but okay. Well, she's my least favorite at least because she's just kind of annoying. Velma, the, the smart-ass one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think she, she's essential, man. What are you talking about? She she often solves all the puzzles and stuff. Yeah, but Fred comes up with a plan. Yeah, okay, well, I don't know. I'm just that gonna... goes wrong because of Scooby and Shaggy, and yeah. then they catch the villain anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, is, there, is, there is a... I like them all in their own way. No, <laughs> Velma would be my favorite after Scooby and Shaggy. Actually, wow, not Daphne. Okay, I thought you'd be all no, I, it's definitely Scooby and Shaggy first, then Velma, then Daphne very closely, and then Fred way behind. All right, um, okay, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you can't go past Scooby and Shaggy, though, you know, yeah, yeah. The two you know, I actually really like those uh movies they had with uh, yeah, me too, Sir Michelle Geller, yeah, yeah, me too, totally agree. James Gunn wrote those, yeah, no, I agree. I, I saw both of them in cinemas, man. I thought they were funny. It was funny that Scrappy Doo was the bad guy. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny that the big unit, like he um, he offers the, they offer him the snack and then and then he turns out he's just patting Scooby and eating, yeah. eating his chocolate. <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, abominable snowman from Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Brainiac's like, I'm not often mistaken, but I, I misjudged you all. Your intellects may be primitive, but your assistance was useful in solving this mystery. And then Velma's like, thanks, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it ends with them saying, long live the Legion. And she's like, jinkies, there really are a lot of you. Maybe you need a bigger headquarters. Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of almost a bit of a throwback to what actually happened as well. Yeah. Right, yeah, because they upgrade. And it was cool, uh, you know, you don't see a lot of these characters the whole time, but it was nice seeing a gathering of, yes. you know, there's Bouncing Boy and Chemical King. Yeah, no, it's, um, look, honestly... Charming, fun, eight out of ten for me. I thought it was it was fun, you know. Nice, yeah, yeah. And for you know, like I said, Legion fans, for me it was like a light at the end of the tunnel where there was a good Legion story. So yeah, I'd give it like an eight as well. Yeah, for sure. Now um, we're coming to uh, yeah, and recommended uh, to fans of Scooby Doo as well. I think Scooby Doo fans, uh, look, there's plenty of Scooby you can get into, but like if you're looking for a Scooby comic, this team up comics are a lot of fun. And as Adam said, I think they're often on sale and stuff like that on Comixology, um, mm-hmm. and I think well worth it. Now, Adam, I'm going to hand over to you because this is the origin two-parter of the Fatal Five. Um, Jim Shooter writing is it? Who is on art duties back in those days? Is it Kurt Swan? Um, I think it might be. Let me yeah. look it up. I feel bad. Like you said, creator rights. So I guess the least we can do is... Well, and don't forget that back in those days, they half the time don't even print the, the credits. Right. Which is really... Yeah, that's annoying. what makes it um, annoying. Yeah. and um, But it, it, it's a two-parter. Um, it's got a great opening cover. Legionnaires 
to the space cruisers, search the galaxy, find the Fatal Five, or the universe dies. It's Superboy, and he's got yep. yeah, and you've got all the you've got Superboy, Pharaoh Lad, uh, Princess Projector with the white hair. Is that her? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cosmic Boy and Sun Boy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, Yeah, and like you said, this is the first Fatal Five story. Uh, Yeah, like you said, Jim Shooter, Kurt Swan. Um, This isn't long after uh, Jim Shooter came on board. So what time period? Is it like late 60s? uh, 1967. Okay, right, okay. Summer of Love. So Jim Shooter's first one would have been like, uh, I don't know, like 344 or something. His first story was actually where Princess Projectra... Pharaoh Lad, Karate Kid, and Nemesis Kid all join the Legion. So these right. guys have only been members for maybe, you know, eight issues or so. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And um, cool. yeah, take us through take us through the storyline of this first issue, Adam. Yeah, I guess I should preamble too. Also, real uh, just to say, a lot of people consider this the best Legion story. Like, you know, people that uh, are still kind of obsessed with the Silver Age or the yeah the Silver Age and sure. you know that's their era. They kind of consider this the best of the best. And wow. High praise, you know, but it yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good, good one, uh, it's but good it's one. not my favorite or anything. It's anyway. I, I call it an essential one. You know what I mean? Um, it's it, it's yeah. it, it's in the it's in the team photo for sure. But anyway, continue. For sure, yeah. So this first page, we have a nice splash page of the Fatal Five coming after the the Legion, and as we've said, the, the Fatal Five kind of become the uh, the preeminent Legion threat. Mm-hmm. So you have the Fatal Five, the Time Trapper. Um, uh, Mordru, uh, yeah, Mordru, and then the Legion of Supervillains. But yes. uh, you know, the Fatal Five is always like the one that they put in the um, the yearbook or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we see there's a outpost out in space that is watching out for the Earth, and the guard there is saying that he wishes something would happen just so that he could <laughs> not be hit board yeah maybe even it just for the excitement i was like what's it you know yeah and then we quickly find out that it is like a huge threat to the earth so yes not a good thing to wish for but no. we also see that it's starting to make its approach yes indeed mm-hmm. meanwhile at legion headquarters we see the legion is watching like a film reel on uh <laughs> The Fatal Five, before they're known as... I think they just called them the Five at the time. Well, they're but, the but five they're all independent threats. back then, aren't they? They just, they just so happens they're the top five most wanted, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the first one's the Persuader. He's got this cool axe. I love he it. can cut gravity. Like This is like a gravity-defying axe, atomic axe. He's cutting this guy, and the, he said, you cut the gravity below me, and then he's going up into the air. He's falling upwards. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, like... What's with his axe? <laughs> yeah, it's all sorts of ridiculous stuff like that, but basically he's some kind of brute powerhouse. Yeah. Um, uh, lad down here says, it was nice of the science police to send us this documentary film on the villains <laughs> popularly called the Fatal Five. So they were called the Fatal Five. I do like this part where uh, Cosimo is like, this is no Hollywood premiere, Pharaoh lad. We're supposed to bone up on these baddies in case we ever have a run with them. And then Simboy from behind, cut the comment, Cosmic Boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, who can outdick who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's plenty of banter going on in the clubhouse, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, everyone's firing and all fucking pistons going. Like, you know. But uh, we can also see, at least in this archive edition, that Pharaoh Lad's flesh underneath his mask is colored. Um, 
you know, uh, what's the word? Like a white person. What what is the word for that? Caucasian. Um, yeah. Which you know is part of the thing is that Jim Shooter planned to make him a black character and then oh, yeah. didn't have anything to do with him, and that's why he's getting killed off soon. Apparently. And that's yeah, that was came up in a previous episode. Apparently, there was some consternation of how that would play in some regions and stuff back in the day. During yeah, that's kind of the excuse for it, at least. Yeah. Well, I, I, look, that's what I read. I have no idea. If that's yeah, a yeah. True story. Some people would say that that's uh, you know just Bullshit. kind of a lazy excuse for yeah. not you know like the all powerful uh, Southern comic book people would actually have that kind of power. You know. Yeah. But whatever. I know what you mean. Anyway, uh, we also then go on to Therok. So Therok was just a average, average, or no, he said low mentality criminal, <laughs> uh, and he's stealing some kind of atomic device, and it gets shot, and half his body is vaporized. <laughs> yeah. His planet doesn't believe in the death penalty though, so they like fix him all up with half robot parts. So he's got this cool design where he's literally split down the middle. It looks awesome, I reckon. Even in that first does, panel, yeah. it, look, it looks full on. Like, yeah, I love that design. You're like, Jesus, this guy's really struggling. <laughs> yeah, I like the way Kurt Swan draws all this. Um, yeah. Uh, and then next we see the Emerald Empress of the planet Vengar. I really like her, actually, to be honest. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think she's pretty cool. Um, Paul Levis does a lot of cool stuff with her where you're not really sure if she's in control or if it's the eye that's controlling her. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's cool. Well, you should do some of that at some point. She is guilty of every crime for murder to space piracy. Yeah. You might remember in the story 52 where uh, Lobo yes. comes into possession of the, the Emerald Eye. Right. I'm not sure if I've made it up to that part yet. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. I've, I've, not read read it. I've read half of it. We've done half of it on Signal. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't touched it since then. I, I do own the Omnibus. Um, I do enjoy it too, so I should continue. Um, so, yeah. Wow. So Lobo gets the Emerald Eye, does he? Yeah. He's like... Um... He becomes like a priest for some planet and for the dolphins, doing like yeah? the whole pacifist thing. Yeah. yeah, the dolphin thing. Yeah, I didn't like that, that pretty... at all. I thought it was lame as fuck for Lobo. But, oh, um, really? I really no, thought that was funny. I'm, I'm joking. It was actually done well in the comic. You know. I mean, it's it's Giffen, so he's always got like a By the way, uh, can I do a bit of a, um interjection? Did you see... Did is I it send... about Lobo? Yes. Did... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, did I send you the picture of the Lobo figure from Sideshow Collectibles. Oh, um, yeah, that was cool looking. It was looked like a statue, right? It's a, it's a massive statue, yeah. And um, and it's like, it was like, I think about 1600 bucks US or something like that. It was it was worth a lot of money. And I was just like, if I was single, like single, no attachments, nothing you can't walk away from in 30 seconds flat, I'd buy that in a heartbeat, seriously. Yeah. Like, I, you know, nice. I'm tempted to buy it and just lie to Michelle. How much does that yeah. cost? Oh, a couple hundred. You know, hundred bucks. <laughs> bucks. It looks like it's from the Injustice game. Um, it looks so fucking sweet, man. Like, and then I, was, I, I sent it to one of my friends, and um, she said, "Why don't you just this dog?" She's just like, "Just splurge." Yeah, but it's it's sixteen. Yeah, it's one thousand five hundred ninety nine. Comes with his dog. It, it, it's really fantastic. Like, it is it's just such a beautiful fucking statue. Like, honestly, like, uh you know, and, and don't think I'm not tempted. But it, I, I think it's. Do you? Would you agree with me? Just all joking aside, I do feel that's too much to pay for a collectible. Just my personal opinion. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Um, oh. I see that it's got uh, his space dolphins beside him. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and his dog. 
Um, and it's pretty yeah. big. Like, they've got it next to a person. Like, it's pretty sizable, man. You know? It's like, a really nice sculpt, yeah. I'm looking at one now, though, that's a Diamond Select that's, like, 120 bucks, and it's him on his bike. Maybe look into that one. Can you send me a picture of that? Or, or a link of that or sure. something so I can look into that? Because, yeah, that yeah. that would certainly be something. I just like Lobo, and it's just hard to get these days something. If I'd been around in the 90s collecting, I probably could have got something really good. But I wasn't yeah. collecting action figures and stuff then. Um, yeah. Well, also, the sculpt on this one is just really nice, that one that you like, at least. Yeah, um, I know. I saw once a Hawkman uh, statue that looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. There, there, the... Thank you. I just got your fingers in. There are some yeah. really good stuff. I just wanted to bring bring that up for the show. and Not really exactly relevant to this, although I guess Lobo did get the eye. But the eye is cool. So am I right in saying, does she have magical powers herself, or does she just have a bond with the eye? And the eye is sort of, it's like symbiotic. Um... Like, is she a magician? I think she's just... I don't think she has any powers herself. Right. At least yeah. the way she's portrayed going forward. I'm not sure what was intended here, but yeah. And who does she classically match up with? I mean, she seems like she's a... Does she fight a lot against Saturn Girl and Princess Projector and all that? Um, at one point, she's really tied to, like, Princess Projector. Right, okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. That's a story we should do. Is the one where um, it's like th this whole yeah, it's it's a good story. We'll do it. Today. Yeah, well, hundred percent, we should do it. I'm I'm down for it, man. Yeah, for sure. I'll be guided yeah. by you on some of this stuff, Adam, because you know the ins and outs of you know stuff that's going on. Sure. So yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll I'll happily do that because I I love Emerald Empress. I think she's cool. Great design. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Glad glad she. Uh, you know. I also like the, the other guy too with the half robot Tharok. I I think he's really cool. I yeah, think he's he really, really good in this story, actually, to be honest. Yeah, we'll have to do more Fatal Five. Yeah, in for sure, for sure. Um, next page, we see Validus, and he's a big giant monster with mental lightning powers. Yes. If you remember, this is the kid of Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that does get retconned at some point, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is basically Darkseid's curse. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's mm -hmm. way, way in the future, yeah. 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 Right. Uh huh. But he's sent back in time, and yeah. this is the first time we're seeing him. What do you think of that? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I think that's a, that's that great an idea. Like, really? Uh, well, really, <laughs> it started out as like a fan thing. That, right. You know, fans picked up on the idea and kind of. Oh, because he's got the lightning, Paul the lightning from his brain. I guess that's. Why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the roots of it, but I thought it was kind of cool reveal. Cool. Like, I like yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like. I you know I never really thought about the mental lightning aspect necessarily being that important, but if you were like yeah Therok is if it was some other character like hey Emerald Empress is secretly Cosmic Boy's kid, I'd be like oh that's kind of interesting. So I don't know. I'm, there... I'm a dork like that where I love the soap opera. No, it's cool. Is there more after we did Great Darkness Saga? Then we did the Curse. Yeah, we finished the Curse, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Is there more released after that? Like Paul Levitt's kept going for a while. Like, have they released another hardcover of that or not yet? Uh, not a hardcover. There's just the trades of a couple things. Well, yeah, I, I'd be happy at some point to just pick up from from where the curse left off if you want to as well. For sure. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. You know, one of these things we've mentioned next time. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Then we had Mano. Uh, yeah, Mano is probably my least favorite member, to be honest. Which one? Mano, with his hand. Really? I always liked Mano. I thought he was cool. It's kind of funny how he has the hand. I liked how he was going to go and shake the 
president's hand or whatever and just incinerate him. That yeah. was actually fun. Well, also, he's fucking nuts, man. Like, he's born mutated on this planet where it's like full of this gas but he's got this hand that explodes anything I like he gets so pissed off one planet. day he fucking blows up his whole planet that was funny actually because they're like yeah. look there's that creep meadow his hand glows right through that special glove he wears he stands out like a like a freak my mother says yeah. that glow is evil meadow should be running out of town and then he's like the time has come my power has reached its peak my parents are dead i have no friends and then he's like ha 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 goodbye ang two which is the planet that he just destroys it <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was cool. You could never see his face. Yeah, that would be fun. But then he's like, ha, ha, I'll be paid a million in jewels just for shaking hands with the Prime Minister. Hey! And then they grab him. <laughs> yeah, loser. Yeah, he's just... but, uh, yeah, so that pretty much summarized uh, the Legion's Fatal Five yes. um, uh, intelligence. But then the president calls and says, get a hold of every available Legionnaire at yeah. once as Superboy is on duty. Yeah. And he's able to contact four other Legionnaires, which I'm kind of like, what the fuck was everybody else doing? Well, it says they were in another dimension. It says... Does it, he say that? At some point in this comic, there's a comment that they're, they're, they're somewhere else. Yeah, they're I thought it. they said he's on another mission, but like... Oh, I thought... What, a, what said... other mission takes precedence? No, here they are. The I wish Earth I knew. The other Legionnaires won't return from their mission in Dimension Q5. QK5 mm. in time to help us. So that's... Well, in another I would love to see that story then someday to explain <laughs> why the fuck they weren't helping I out. like the disdain in your voice when you said that. I'm, I'm a little pissed off because we lost Feralad to this. Well, I mean, but was Feralad even that good? Like, I mean, really? Yeah, like, and he's badass. And he fucking badass. saved the day. Yeah, what yeah, are you but talking about? Let me explain. He's badass, you know, he's yeah. badass because he saved the day and killed himself. Yeah. Other than that, he's nothing right. special, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I always like the design, I think. Yeah, but that's, cool. but, but what I'm saying is he's 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 loved because he gave yeah. himself in this cool story. It's like the Barry Allen syndrome or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, I love him so much. He, like, gave <laughs> everything. And it's like, yeah, and if he didn't give everything, he'd just be one of fucking many, you know? Like, sure. he's famous because he died. Like, that's it. Like, sorry, but that's just the way it is, you know? That's fair. All right. And I also, and, and also, I'll go further, because I'm not a fan of Feral Lad or his design. God, what a douche. I just think his design sucks. Like... What are you talking about, dude? You got the rivets and shit? <laughs> it's it's not for me. It's no thank you, defund the police. Well, I mean, no here in the Silver Age, that. it's kind of cheesy looking, because he's yeah. wearing, like, a, what looks like a genie belt or something. <laughs> Yeah, but when he comes back and like the reboot stuff, I think he looks pretty cool. Yeah, he's. Right. Um, I'll tell you something I do love when 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 the ones have gathered. Who are they? We should list them: Sunboy, Feralad, Cosmic Boy. Um, it's Prince Projector there as well. Yep. Yeah. Is that it? Superboy um, and Superboy, of course, Superboy. But he's the you know. Uh, Shooter like to work in like smaller groups, which yes. usually worked well for him. Yeah, I love when Sunboy does superheroes of the galaxy contact Legion urgently, and he's doing it in the stars, like when he's doing his message to the stars. Oh yeah, 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 cool. yeah. He's just like writing it in yeah, fire like, letters. This will be visible for millions of miles, and then Superboy's just tossing out capsules with pleas into space. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at all these great ideas. And they get no responses of anybody that's going to help. No, no, no uh, one, no one buys it at all. Like, it's just like, and, and Farrow Lad's manning the space radio, um, Prince of Projection. When is Prince of Projection, um, I much prefer her hairstyle when it changes. I don't really like this 50s housewife hairstyle she's got going on here. 
Oh, yeah, that'll be, like, the Grell stuff, I think, probably. Yeah. He's the one that gives her, like, the sexier costume and all that. Uh, I mean, I like Princess Projection, don't get me wrong. I just think that she's very much a character, when you look at her hairstyle, she's very much a character of that time period, you know? that The way yeah, for sure. women were in their hair in, like, the early 60s, especially. Like, you know, mm. um, she's due for an update, yeah. is all I'm trying to say. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I think all of them probably were at that time. Apart from Super um, God. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... By the way, where was crypto? All the women, I should say. Where was crypto? Nowhere. I don't know. Probably off snippet as well. Once again, crypto left behind. I can see why crypto. Look, you're going to talk shit about Feralad. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit about crypto then. Crypto? You, know? you kidding? Crypto's What's a piece of shit. Nah, come on, man. Slow, slow, <laughs> slow it down, big guy. Crypto. All right. He's he's left it like it just seems like such a. I, I guess there are so many legionnaires that maybe that's why crypto doesn't get a run. Because it seems like Crypto would love being in the future with all these people, you know? He would just love yeah. it, like running yeah. around, doing crazy shit. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, not... he's just kind of a pain in the ass, though, I guess. Only occasionally. In his yeah. origin story, he's pretty nuts, but most of the time <laughs> he's just a very good dog, you know? Yeah, we'll have to see as we continue CryptoCast. <laughs> yeah, Yep. And then we get to part two. I like the way they, they, back in these old comics, they do part two and stuff. Like, they do it almost in acts, you know? Yeah, so normally they'd have, like, two stories a lot of the time, but yeah. here both stories were the same story. So, yes. yeah, we get part one and two. Um, two. But also it was interesting. They didn't contact the heroes of Lalor, which were the other team from the 30th century that we've already met. Yes. But uh, they didn't reach out to those guys. No, um, probably should have. But, yeah, part two, they, what... They're going off to try to track down the Fatal Five individually. Yes. So they're each getting one. Um, Cosmic Boy is trying to get uh, Therok. Yep. Uh, Superboy goes to get Emerald Empress, and she's been held captive because yeah. the people of the planet have kryptonite, which weakens the eye. Yeah, and too. I really like that image where she's tied up on the stake. I think that's very good artwork there, you know, for a yeah, time period. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, she's, she has kryptonite, like which, then, which then causes Superboy super to just, like, almost die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, throw that away quickly. I have an urgent mission, an offer of amnesty for you before that kryptonite kills me. Gasp. And then she's like, the green rock will kill you? Hmm. Then it seems you better talk fast. <laughs> but she puts it in her pocket, and that protects the emerald eye from the kryptonite. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but anyway, who cares? But also, I think... Um, one of the reasons that people don't often like Superman is because he's weakened by kryptonite. Right. And I think especially when he's so helpless, even at the side of yeah, I know, kryptonite. Yeah, I like it better when it's like, yeah. oh, kryptonite makes me like a normal person or like, kill slow, like kills me slowly. But Well, yeah, yeah, that's more now. Like kryptonite, yeah. you're right. Back in the old comics like this, just, just a small rock and he's like collapsing on the ground yeah. like, and dying. Yeah. But whereas now it's more like he's like, he is, I, I like him to weaken him for it to kill him, but it's slower, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas back in these old comics, just the sheer sight of it almost causes him to faint, you know, which is yeah. funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting too. I feel like sometimes they do like the placebo effect where they're like, you remember the one with Monel where he paints the lead balls yes. as kryptonite or whatever and yeah, yeah. lead's what kills him or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, it would be interesting if you just had a random green rock around Superboy if he would 
think that it's kryptonite. Yeah, he, he just he just falls down and starts like you know his normal spiel. Oh, get that away! No. <laughs> yeah, no, it is funny. I guess what's even more funny is back in these comics, he was so powerful. You know, he was more. I mean, he's powerful now, yeah. but he was almost all powerful back in like the fifties, sixties, seventies, and and yet the. But you're right. As soon as Kryptonite enters the equation, he's just like helpless. Like you know, he just can't do anything. He, he literally falls down almost every time. Um, I know. Yeah, it's kind of it's, funny. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, Sunboy is going to get uh, Validus. Yes. And Validus kind of throws a temper tantrum like a child, which yes. again leads into the fact that he is like a one year old. Yes. Um, but he ends up coming along with Sunboy. Princess Projectra goes along and she's fighting with uh, Persuader. Yes. Which you would think that if your powers were to create projections that you want people to believe are real, that you would call yourself something else. Yeah, she goes, they're illusions. I command my illusion to cease. And he's like, oh, they're just illusions. It's like, why would you openly say that? Like, Yeah, and then (laughs) she does it again and he's like, wait, you already told me these are illusions. They're like illusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like, let me go or I'll create hallucinations so real and frightening it will shock you into madness. Ha ha, yeah. don't bother trying, little one. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. But it is cool how they're kind of gathered and it's also cool that Jim Shooter had the idea to gather them, but not just as foes, gather them to actually help as well. I thought that was neat. Yeah, it was interesting that he, uh, yeah, and actually had the Legion bring together some of their greatest foes. Yeah, um, and it's Sun Eater, I guess who we I also know from project... Final Night. Go ahead. I was going to say, we, we, the Sun Eater character we know, well, people like me know from the 90s events Final Night. I actually had that trade. I still had the trade that I bought in the late 90s, um, and DC yeah. recently re-released it. Yeah, so they basically took this same threat and put it in the 20th century, and that's also where, in the rebooted Legion is where the Legion meets up with Pharaoh Lad for the first time. I was going to say and that. I, kinda, yeah. Yeah. They Pharaoh hint in it. that if Pharaoh Lad's going to sacrifice himself to save everyone, but then they're like, that's ridiculous, and then Green Lantern saves the day, and Pharaoh Lad goes off and joins the Legion. Yeah, and I, and I misunderstood. I thought Pharaoh, because, I mean, I honestly didn't have the depth of knowledge, you know, back in the, mm-hmm. back then. I thought Pharaoh Lad, for some reason, was a fan-created character. Remember I brought this up oh, on an yeah. earlier show? There was some DC character that a fan created that they killed off, and I've got to find out who mm. that is. And yeah, I, I, I'm I interested. Could, I, yeah, I confuse the two stories. Now, it's a very, very fucking minor character. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and probably I'm misremembering it, but there was something like that that happened. But, yeah, so Farallad in Final Night doesn't sacrifice himself, does he? he but he does say he could try. Yeah, that's like his idea. He, like, yeah. draws a picture like, hey, I could fly this bomb into the yeah. thing. And then people are like, are you stupid? <laughs> like, they actually say something like that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good um, event, though, Final Night, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'd have to revisit it, honestly. Another difference with Feralad there is that he's actually from the 20th century, and the Legion take him to the 30th century with him because he's a loser mutant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's good stuff. And, um, yeah, like there was a lot of... I mean, I was reading a lot of DC around that period. Um, Like I was Mm. picking up a lot of titles. They did a lot of good tie-ins to that Final Night event because Superman uh, had, I believe, lost his powers around that time. Well, yeah, I mean, because he gets his powers from sunlight, right? Yeah, and he doesn't get them back uh, until after he uh, he then gets um, made blue Superman right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting seeing how all the DC characters react to like the end of the world. 
Yeah, it's cool. There's a really, really funny thing where um, you see the Pope and he's watching the devil uh, offer assistance on TV. The, the oh, really? Satan, it's either Satan or Etrican, one of the two, I can't remember which, offers assistance from hell on how to, to defeat the monster. See, I would have thought that time would have been like Neron or something. Maybe it is, it, but it's 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 a demonic character, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> offering funny. like hell's power to defeat the sun either because the world's just dying, and the Pope's <laughs> watching it on TV. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, I've brought it up in Signal before. It's a bit of an old favorite of mine to bring out. <laughs> I bet. It. Um, okay, so Farad saves Mono, and then the issue kind of ends with all the Fatal Five are gathered and. Um, yeah, I think this next issue is probably a little bit better. Well, uh, I, this one was I, just them I love the, the setup, but I love the next issue where it starts, where it does the roll call. It's got Superboy, acting Legion leader. Um, is that because the real leader's away in Dimension, whatever? Uh, Cosmic yeah. Boy, Princess Projector, uh, Sun Boy, Feralad. Then it's got the Fatal Five, and it actually looks like Manos holding his hand up to say hello. Yeah, yeah. He's got to display his hand. <laughs> but it's great artwork. I, like, I love this artwork. It's actually, I think this artwork's kind of beautiful, you know? Yeah, I think this is what we said, Kurt Swan, right? Yeah, Kurt Swan. I mean, he didn't put a foot wrong, did he? You know? No, he was great. He's a great one. He's a great man. Uh, and he stuck around, really, and doing stuff up through the 80s. Yeah, well, his last <clears> story <throat> with DC, I believe, was the Whatever Happened to Man of Tomorrow with uh, Alan Moore. Yeah, which we had uh, thought about doing went with this instead we certainly will do it at some point i and i've not read it i have my hard cover right next to me on my shelf and i'm saving it to do on either signal or legion outpost but i think we'll do a little bit more legion first but we certainly yeah. will do it um and the legion do pop up there so it'll good. be a good tie-in good and it has superboy as superboy doesn't it at some point does it it has crypto um has crypto. I don't think Superboy pops in. Okay. I, I actually found out something really sad that happens to crypto on that issue. I was yeah. like, I was like, Jesus. I was, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, who the fuck came up with this stuff, Alan Moore? Like, what dark. <laughs> you might say that it even is like, uh, you remember the What If series at Marvel where a lot of times it was just like, how can this writer kill off everyone in the Marvel universe? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of almost like that at times, where it's yeah. just like, I don't know if this is good, or just like a snuff film of yeah, just, Superman's friends and family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty, it sounds pretty dark to me, to be honest, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Like, I like uh, it a lot. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to reading it, to be honest. I have read the Neil Gaiman, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader. Yeah, I didn't think that was as good, to be honest. No, I, I mean, I thought it was good, but everyone says, I didn't really understand what it was trying to do, and then the second issue of that was just like... Good night, Batman. Wasn't that the one where it's just like the good night moon? Yeah, something I, I don't remember. I mean, I read it and I was like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it was it was fine. There was nothing terrible with it. But now, whatever happened to Man of Tomorrow, I'm looking forward to reading. You know, yeah. uh, for sure. I'll do it someday. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, we get a recap on that page, and then we get the villains are kind of feuding with each other. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But and, the Legionnaires and the, break And the robot the one really takes charge. That's what I really like. Therok, isn't it? Yeah, Therok's yeah. always kind of the leader. He's cool. Um, he's, he's really cool, man. Like, i got to say, his design, like, back in 1967, I reckon it's awesome. Like, it almost looks like he's half-fucking Terminator, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love all the, like, rivets that stick out on yeah, his face cool. and stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and they're all displaying um, all their stuff, like they're, they're sort of displaying their skills and they're getting in a fight. But I like why Thanox, Therox, like, leave them alone. They're too evenly matched to do any harm, and I can observe them under actual combat conditions. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Like, uh, Mano cuts a hole in the floor underneath the Persuader, and the Persuader uses his axe to cut the gravity underneath himself to float back up. So it's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but we see the fight's broken up, and they're like, hey, we're going to strike tomorrow, so you guys all go to your quarters. Yeah. Uh, but Mono goes into Princess Projector's room, yeah. and she's... Uh, uh, he wants to, Superboy. like, She's escape. looking at a picture of Superboy. He's like, yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> she's just like, oh, yeah, Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a minor. <laughs> yeah. And but, then, uh, yeah, Mano tries to sort of say that he'll... Um, State your business and leave, I'm busy, she says, and he has a proposal for her. She literally kicks him out. Um, it's kind of funny. She, he goes flying through the door and then, um, she's like, nothing really, just a small difference of opinion. Come in, Superboy. I want to talk to you. And then, so then she, um, basically puts the moves on him. Um, I like it when he refuses. She's like, you refuse. Perhaps this will convince you. She just pulls out the kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, but also how is her pocket, one, protecting the eye, two, how is Superboy... <laughs> protected from it which is again leads to my theory of the placebo effect where it's just a green rock that unless she's he got assumes lead in her cloak unless she's got a bit of lead lining in her cloak pocket or something i don't know like, i don't buy it i don't no, buy i agree it, like you you are right <laughs> like if they're assuming there's no lead there's no then that thing should be killing Superboy all the time yeah yeah but uh, he goes down on the ground it's pretty funny but then he's saved because cosmic boy is asking for him, and she's like, oh, someone's coming. There will be another time, my friend. And it's like, sure. if not for Cosmic Boy sticking his nose in, Superboy was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, lucky escape. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. And then then you see Tharox put them all in kind of like chambers to accentuate all their powers, um, which is cool. Um like, well, yeah, we also, before that, we see the plan that Therok has is the Persuader's going to split the Sun Eater into a bunch of pieces, and then all the different heroes and villains are going to take their turn taking down different bits of the Sun Eater. Yes, indeed. Um, but I, I like when they come out of the chamber and some boy's like, such power, it's all I can do to keep from bursting into flame. And Cosmic Boy's like, yow! <laughs> yeah, like, I better turn off my super magnetism before I pull the ship apart. It's awesome. So yeah, you all... better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cosmic Boy. He's your, he's your favorite, isn't he, Cosmic Boy? Is he your favorite Legion member? I generally say that. I mean, it's kind of hard to say when it's an yeah. ensemble like this yes. who's really your favorite, but yeah, I generally I'd say he's my favorite. No Dream Girl for Davey this time. Dream Girl was absent. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Princess Projector, though. She's, you know. I do like Princess Projector. She's up there. She's cool. She's cool. Um, so then, basically, what follows is uh, a sequence where you see, like, each member sort of test himself against the sun eater, which is kind of just like a cloud, a pink cloud with, like, flames. Or, is, or no. It looks like cotton candy. Yeah, it does look like cotton candy. And they basically all try and fail, like, basically. Like, you know. Yeah, I think there's a bit too much of that, honestly, where we get a page of each one of them uh, failing. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? In terms of a classic issue, I, I get your point, but I, I think you're at a period of time in comic books where they're going through a transition uh, they're sort of becoming a bit less simplistic, and I, I think it's kind of nice that Shooter gives it a bit more space, you know? Whereas back sure, in the old yeah. day, imagine back in the Golden Silver Age, like early days, this would have been done in one fucking page, you know? True, true. Um, I do like that everyone kind of... I think it's kind of part of the medium, and you get to see some cool art, 
from Kurt Swan. Um, I get your point because it's just inevitable that all of them are going to fail. Like, you know, every single one, Superboy, you know, um, his name's Sunboy, et cetera, et cetera. They all fail, so it's all the same result. But I kind of like that everyone gets a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like, interesting seeing the different ways they approach it, you know. Like, Pharaoh Lad's approach was much different than uh, Princess Projectra, who I don't know what her plan was to begin with. Uh, just to convince it to tear itself apart. My illusion of callosaurs, which devour energy, has no effect. It must sense only heat and light. But it's just an illusion, so it doesn't even, it's not even going to work. Uh, I guess yeah. she's just trying to drive it away. Um, Emerald Empress gives it a good go with, with her emerald eye. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, she's it's left alone. Uh, then we see... Um, uh, what's his name? Validus? Attacking the mm-hmm. Sunday, even though he's wounded, and he and he actually rescues Princess Projector. Um, yep, and they have a bit of a bond. Yes, indeed. And then we see um, who is this? Uh, is Mano. Mano, yeah, Mano. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't do much good. Uh, we then we see Feralad, who actually gets our all, hero. Yeah, gets you know. In, in fairness to him, he he does a fucking awesome effort and gets right into the heart of it. Um and he actually tries to blow it up. I mean, he gets a lot further than anyone else, really. Yep. And he yep. blows it up and then but, dies. You know, he, he? he's nothing though, right, Dave? Not he impressed. No, he's not nothing. I I'm just trying to say, like, <laughs> he yeah, no, he he manages. What is his power that that lets him do that? He can turn to iron, right? So he just basically just can't be destroyed. No, no, I I, I was impressed by his effort for sure. Um, oh, good. and then there's the bomb and then it's kind of funny when he punches Superboy. <laughs> like, I mean, how yeah. strong would he have to be to even hurt Superboy? You know, Superboy doesn't exactly go down easily, but he whacks Superboy, grabs the bomb and then just goes straight out into it. And I really like the artwork here uh, for its time period as well. And he goes in and yeah, it's the ultimate sacrifice move and he gets all the points of the world for that, for that thing. I'm just saying, if it yeah. wasn't for this... No, you're you're right. He yeah. would be just like say Sunboy or whoever. Yeah, and but no, it's cool. Like it's and I imagine as a reader back then, because he wasn't just created for this story, was he? He'd been around for a few weeks. Yeah, for like a year or a half a year. Well, that's good. So there was yeah, that's perfect. That's what you want. You don't want someone just yeah. created to then do the sacrifice, and you're supposed to like feel bad for them. Yeah, you, know, you want to thread the character. Well, yeah, and remember before this, we'd seen what Lightning Lad died. Uh, yeah. One of Triple Kick Girl's bodies died. Sadly, um, very sadly. There's actually, yeah, what's that? I said very sadly. sadly. I've, I feel yeah. bad for that happening to her. So this isn't the first Legion death, but it's the first one that actually stuck. At the yeah. time, of course, they didn't know that. Yeah. So they might have thought, hey, he'll be back. Yeah, well, had, uh, had Lightning Lad come back by this point? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he so, came back pretty quickly, like within a year. Yeah, cool. No, I mean, I, I really like it. And then we have the wrap-up where, where basically they've got all their pardons, but the the Fatal Five just... That's where they sort of form their team up. They sort of team up and uh, try to, you know, um, go against the Legion, and then um, and then they disappear. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's because they're fighting against each other because <laughs> Validus um, refuses to destroy them. Even though he's been oh, right. in control, because he's got that bond with Princess Projector. Yeah. Which is oh, cool. something I did want to mention was um, you mentioned how he'd have to be really strong to even hurt Superboy. Yes. 
Well, one, I mean, he does mention that he's weakened from all the Red Sun Barrage or whatever. Yes. But whenever they do that ghost story I was telling you about, um, Superboy actually questions, like, um, was I really so weakened that I couldn't stand up to him, or did I let him take me out so that he would sacrifice himself and I wouldn't have to? Oh, come on. Really? I I mean, I don't see Superboy as the kind who's going to let someone else go to his death, you know? I mean, maybe, I don't know. I feel like I do know. And I feel like (laughs) Superboy is not the kind of character to do that, really. No, I I agree. But that's just what what he says. Well, that feels like Superboy just trying to sort of colour around the edges. But really, as far as I'm concerned, Superboy, I mean, a very noble character himself. And he was prepared to do it. But Pharaoh Lad, in fairness to him, Pharaoh Lad kind of maybe sensed he's like Superboy's like the great leader. Uh, he, He went on the suicide run, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he took the chance, man. He he. No, I I, I sort of was saying before, Feralad was lame. But now that I think about it, Feralad did. He played the sacrifice move, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he gave his life, and the universe was at stake. The galaxy was at stake from the Sun Eater, who's a fucking bastard of a character. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 intense. You know, it's like uh, Captain America. Like, would you throw yourself on the grenade for whatever the other guy? Yeah. I don't remember what he said. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, no, I really, I, I very much, I think it's a, I mean, uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to be one of these guys who's going to say it's the greatest Legion story I've ever read, but it's very, very essential, very formative, very good for its time period. Um, I really like seeing the origin of the Fatal Five because it feels like I've got better understanding of where they came from because I've only ever seen them, you know, when they're coming back for the millionth time kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I, look, I mean, 8.5 out of 10, maybe even a 9. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm probably around the same as you, like 8, eight or 8.5. Um, yeah, I uh, don't think it's, you know, I like it, but it's hard to uh, stack it up against maybe some of the stories where you're able to see more development from them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like... Sometimes you'll read a really great Batman story from like the fucking forties. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like where you yeah. can really uh-huh. see that they're. It's a great story for its time period, and it's very influential. But it's hard to say that's the best story of all time. This I think captures comics at a very transitional moment. Jim Shooter was doing some really interesting things with Legion. He was young. He was hungry. Kurt Swan on art. It's it, it's tough to go past it. So. Yeah, it, it leaves its footprints in the sand, and I think it's a, a very, very worthy issue. I can see why real diehard Legion fans would say that, though. I can understand their logic there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you were born, uh, you know, say in 60, 1960, and say you were 7 or 8 or, or 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever, if you're in that age region you read this, I reckon this would have blown your mind at the stands, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. you were just like, shit, shit's really popping off in the Legion. Like, I, reading these classic stories of Legion, I can totally understand why in the 70s it really created the fan culture kind of thing that it had, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think what one thing they had going for them, right, is that they were kids, and yeah. a lot of the people reading it were kids at the time. And the stories have a lot of energy, have a lot of imagination, um, and they're tagged in with Superboy as well, so I imagine they got a fair chunk of Superman readers reading them as well. You know, um, yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, I, I can, I can understand the appeal. So yeah, I'm going to formally give it a, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Um, yeah, very cool. What's your final score? 
Uh, I'll say eight and a half. Okay. Now, I just did want to mention Michael Kellershim was writing in. There was a fair bit of correspondence um, with Michael about, we're talking about Mordru, and um, he had, what's the series called? Is it Amethyst? Am I right in saying that name? Is that it? Yeah, so you mentioned that, I think, on the Flash show, uh, and I thought he was talking about, like, an actual Legion story, but the one I was thinking of that he could be talking about was Amethyst, yeah. Right, okay. Because he was saying Adam the computer was asleep at the controls, and I was kind of like, I'm not sure if Adam ever was asleep <laughs> at the controls. You were aware of it on your scanner, weren't you? You just, you just weren't classifying it as Legion. Yeah, I think that was just my confusion. Um, I actually picked it up not too long ago, uh, to have it so that I could read it. Well, and, what uh, I'm thinking is... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's something that interests you or not. Oh, 100%. I love Mordru. No, I think down the track we will do that as um, an episode. Why not? Because with Legion Outpost, we're allowed to roam pretty freely. You know what I mean? Um, I yeah. think we won't do it next show, but I'm saying down the track, a few shows down the track, I think we'll definitely do that miniseries. And I think be interesting. I've always liked the Amethyst, Princess Amethyst. You're with Gemworld or whatever, isn't it? Is, is that right? Yeah, I've never really read much of her. She actually first appeared in a Legion comic, but it was like a backup story that didn't feature any of the Legion. So yeah, I, I just think it'd be interesting, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. no, we will definitely we've got that on the on the sort of on the boil. Um, in terms of thank you for waiting for us and being patient. Legion Outpost is a labor of love for Adam and myself. It's just sometimes with like work, the regular show, and you know Adam's got kid, you know the whole thing. I've got a fiancé, just social obligations, basically. Uh, it gets in the way sometimes, but we're always happy to come back to Legion Outpost, and I'm sure the next time won't be as long a wait. Do we have any idea what we want to do next time, Adam? What, what's on the short list? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you mentioned continuing on with the Levitt stuff, or there's that uh, Emerald Empress story, whatever you... Uh, oh, yeah. Whatever's striking yeah, your fancy. No, I think maybe we might do Emerald Empress next. And then we might do cool. Levitts after that, yeah. So we'll, 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 it'll be something Emerald Empress-focused. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that next time. And then Levitts, I think, you know, is a, is a good old standby we'll go back to. But um, And in terms of next show, hopefully we'll have some more news, Legion news. There might be some announcements on what fucking DC are doing, you know, because mm-hmm. it's been a fucking shit show recently. Um, yeah, yeah. Fucking Bendis, like vague booking about it. You know what I mean? Like vague tweeting. It's like, give a straight answer to a straight question, Bendis, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could give us a time frame, you know, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah, exactly, like, like, I love that thing, they're, they're always like, oh, we don't owe the fans anything. Wrong. Wrong. The fans are what keep your books in circulation. Legion fans are hungry for more information. If you don't want to give write it, Bendis, give it to someone who does, you know? That's, that's my message. Yeah, and it's like, if you don't want the characters around, then just, I guess, let them go, you know? Yeah, well, but why wouldn't sell you them off? Sell them off, yeah. Sell them to Adam the computer. Well, you know, what a couple, couple of thousand. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you remember I said I was talking um, when DC were talking? So there was supposedly some rumor that DC was selling their properties off piecemeal. And remember I said I can raise twenty five k for Lobo. <laughs> Jeez, that's what you go for, Lobo. Oh All yeah, right. I'd go for Lobo. Like because I think he'd be no, because I think he'd be. Um, you, you could get him in a fire sale kind of thing. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Sure. Like, a, it's, you know, Superman or something is going to be worth, you know, hundreds of millions. Oh, but good like, point. Yeah, yeah good Lobo. Point. I, if I've got 25K, can I throw it at Lobo and, and get yeah. that character? I'd fucking love it. 
Um, so far, that deal has yet to go through, though, unfortunately. That turns out it might have just been a rumour <laughs> that they're not selling off their characters individually to individual... Bo- Remember the rich investors? That's what it was? I don't think that the, the rumour was ever that they were going to sell them off individually. I think oh, that right. people <laughs> interpreted it. Like, Jimmy Palmiotti was like, hey, I'll take Power Girl. I was like, yeah. that was never the plan. And people like me started talking about buying Lobo for 25k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, uh, that's a good price if you could, you know, make a movie out of them or something. Make money Dude, off I, of that. I, I could raise twenty five k to 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 get Lobo if it's a real deal. I could raise twenty five k in forty eight hours and have it on the fucking table easily. Yeah, do it. Um, fucking do it. I could raise a lot more than that if I wanted to, but I don't. I twenty five k is my asking price for Lobo. I'm going to put it formally out there on Legion Outpost right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That includes Agreed. the dog. That includes the dog. And the bike, yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Does the dog even have a name? I don't even know if the dog has a name. I have no idea what the dog's name is, but I do. I also <laughs> want the bike. Um, all right, look, on that note, Adam, thank you very much, and we'll catch you all next time. Good night. Good night.